We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. This is not a test. Every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network will bring you The Poor Rapport, your one-stop podcast shop for everything news and topics of personal interest. I am your host, Andrew Poor, and you can hear me every Tuesday. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Podcast about everything nerd with your hosts Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake, or have we? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 168. I'm your host, Nate. Today, joining me, my very special co-host for the day, because Brando is out. We'll be talking about that here very soon, but I'd like to welcome to Journey into Comics. Welcome back, Veronica. How's it going? It's going really well. How have you been? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Always. Uh, It was one of those situations where, and I said we were going to talk about it, so we might as well just bring it up at the start of the show. Some stuff happened in Brandon's life that kind of moved his schedules around. Mm-hmm. Some stuff happened in my life that kind of moved my schedules around this week. Mm-hmm. And then the the show kind of almost fell apart. And I was like, no, 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 no. There are multiple options. There are multiple things that can be done. We have a whole network of people I can pull from. I want to do an episode with V. I just we haven't been able to. Do, I don't think we've done it just a you and I journey into comics episode. No, we haven't. Lots of foodies. Lots we, of foodies. We did the voice of survival together with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was an awesome interview. That I, was fun. I, I just really, I really enjoyed talking to you and, and learning more about you in that. But uh, so today we have some stuff on the docket. Yeah. In the middle of this episode, lots of nerdy stuff. We're going to have a crossover, and it's almost going to be like a newborn Incepticast because there's going to be a podcast within this podcast, but it's not a full podcast. It's actually just going to be a breakdown from our cohorts. I messed that word up, apparently. Yeah. Cohorts. Uh, Our cohorts, Brando and Mike from Game Addicts Podcast, they also did a breakdown review of the Avengers Infinity War trailer. We're going to be doing that just in here in just a short second. So what will happen is after we're done talking about Infinity War, Mm -hmm. Brandon and Mike are going to come in. They're going to – they have a whole little – this segment segment yeah full segment they'll talk about infinity wars we'll come back and we'll just keep kicking this thing in the ass so let's just get down to it you just rewatched the trailer Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know if you know this avengers infinity war record holder most plays in 24 hours on a trailer in history i do know that and i know that because you told me (laughs) right before the podcast yeah yeah. uh it was 230 million downloads or views that's crazy in in 24 hours i know that when i was tracking it the day like they released it which was last wednesday it was weird because i i like clicked on it and in the morning like 20 minutes after it had been up it was like at 457 thousand and like i was like okay that's pretty quick okay 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 and then i checked back again and it was like 13 million and i was like wait what (laughs) hold on wait wait, hold on and i think before i fell asleep that night on youtube it was showing at like 39 or 40 million Mm -hmm. and then the facebook they also posted on facebook as a we shared that on journey into comics and it had on that like 79 million and now today 
the YouTube has 79 million. I don't know where the Facebook one is at, but uh, what did you think of this trailer? Well, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to this movie. Um, I've been a, a big fan of the Avengers and all of the movies that they've done uh, for a long time. I mean, there's a couple of clunk a couple of you know clunkers in there, but Iron Man two, uh, uh, Iron Man three. I uh, was gonna uh. say Thor. <laughs> Thor is good. Uh, the second one is Thor super two forgettable. Was definitely forgettable for me, but um, yeah, I I like the trailer. I th I'm looking forward to it. It was, it, it looks good. What do you think? I think it looks amazing. Strangely enough, though, this did not. I'm gonna sound like such a kind of a dick right now mm. this did not hit my expectation note like i wanted it to Why? there were a couple things i was just like oh come on i really i really don't like the look of thanos i think he just they just and they've been teasing it for so long but, but think about it when they started and look they've the the russo brothers have come out and discussed why he looks this way and we'll get into that in a second but so he and the first time we see him was at the end of avengers and he's got the headdress on, and he just turns and smiles at the camera. The second time we mm -hmm. see him is Guardians of the Galaxy. He makes a couple appearances. Oh, he also made an appearance at the end of Age of Ultron, getting the Infinity Gauntlet. They had that as a post-credit. Mm -hmm. um, and he's always been wearing the armor. Well, the Russo brothers are like, uh, this is a spiritual journey for him, and he feels like in getting the Infinity Stones, he doesn't need the armor because it's his spiritual journey, and he's been destined to do it. <laughs> So okay. they made him look dorky as shit. He looks like Stone Cold. <laughs> like that people on the internet have been talking about. There's a million memes. That was the craziest thing. The the Thanos memes blew up so hard. Oh, and, I bet. Like, have you not seen them? Not really. Oh man, I feel like I should pull them up and the, during the break and just hey, give okay. you a little laugh. But uh, we're gonna break down this trailer in a in in some great detail here. You know, it opens up with a shot of Earth, but Earth is kind of orange colored. That's mm -hmm. not a good sign. Um, Usually, no, that's not a good sign. We've got the uh, original Avengers speech from Nick Fury talking about bringing a group of extraordinary people together to handle the situations that others couldn't. As told by the Avengers. Avengers, which I loved that. They're mm -hmm. each individually saying a line, and it's kind of somber. It really sets this tone, you know? Mm -hmm. We see New York. I love seeing Spidey. Oh, man, he's got the spider sense. Mm -hmm. We should mention that right away. They don't shy away from it. The hair on his arm raises, and he immediately looks directly to this crazy circular thing in the sky. Yeah. Which later we see him actually on. He does like a backflip on it in the iron spider suit, which Which looks, I think looks fucking dope. It's sick. Yeah, it it's, looks really cool. It's really great. It's weird because I have always been a huge fan of the comic book Civil War Iron Spider look, you mm -hmm. know, the red and the gold. Yeah. And it's, it's always been one of my favorite Spidey looks. I was always hoping that they would bring it to the big screen, and then they changed it, and mm -hmm. it, I'm actually okay with this change. It, they did a really good job designing this suit. It looks really exactly like what I would expect Tony Stark from this yeah. universe to, to totally, build for him. Totally. I did really, I really liked the comic books. Um, I read, I had Civil War. I read every issue of that. I love that shit. And um, I felt like uh, <laughs> that they were never going to be able to do it justice, that they would never make like a Civil War movie just because I thought it was going to be too epic and all the different, you know, companies owning different rights to different characters. I just didn't think that it was going to work. And I'm glad that it's finally coming to fruition in a way a that I'm cool with. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it's different, but, you know. 
it's, as it's progressing, it's, it has to be obviously, but it's, I like it. But it's like they've taken the core concepts of everything we love from Marvel and because they don't own all the rights, we'll get into that in a minute. I think we're going to have to mini tangent to talk about that news. Yeah, that's important um, news. We probably should mini tangent. We, we, we will, we'll definitely talk about that, but, um, not having all the rights secured to their characters when the universe started puts them in a predicament where they can't do everything and power play all the pieces because they don't have all the chess pieces. It's like right. it's like playing an incomplete game of chess versus your best friend. Right. So you have to figure it out on the fly. And and you're just like, well, I guess I'm going to use him in this situation. You know, the people expected Black Panther when he came into Civil War was going to be Spider Man until the deal with Sony happened. And to mention deals and and Sony and and, and well, not Sony, but more Disney. Mm-hmm. The Disney Fox talks have heated back up. There's news coming out of Wall Street Journal and out of Hollywood that a deal is near complete. The way it will break down is Fox will maintain the news and sports sections of their company. Mm -hmm. But 20th Century Fox and all of their like – Yes, all of their character rights and all of that are going to be bought by Disney. So the Fantastic Four would be back in Disney. Back to Marvel. Well – Back to Marvel, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As would the X Men, which is right, huge. which is huge. Uh, the possibility, that would be interesting. The possibility of a reboot Marvel-based X Men movie. Oh man! Or a Deadpool movie with what we were talking about earlier with Spider Man. Oh yeah, a Spider Man v Deadpool movie would be hilarious. Like it's a spoof yeah. of Batman v Superman, but it's a lot more loving and Tom Holland having to put up with Wade Wilson and uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it just it writes itself. It would be yeah, absolutely hilarious. Sure writes itself. So it seems like there's going to be kind of a cone of silence. We're not going to hear Disney say they are or aren't doing anything until the deal is done. And mm-hmm. then when the deal is done. Disney will own everything under they, the they, sun. They won't own everything, but they'll own a lot of important things. It's important for them to get 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox still owns the movie production rights to the original Star Wars 77. That's why there's never been a theatrical release of those movies in the modern era. Because 20th Century Fox owns Star Wars A New Hope. Lucasfilms and Disney own Empire and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a possible re-release in the future if Disney buys it. Absolutely. So that works out well. Also, the Avatar universe would go to Disney. Think about James Cameron's That's Avatar. That's super interesting. I mean... I just wa- re-watched that movie not that long ago. I was babysitting my friend's kids and we watched Avatar. And I forgot how, how good it was. I hadn't seen it since it came out. It's a good movie. It was the yeah. first movie I ever saw that was in 3D. Really? Yes, absolutely. No shit. Yeah, uh, my Wild. grandma's uh, boyfriend and some family were taking the kids to a holiday movie the year Avatar came out, mm-hmm. and they took us, and it blew my mind. There's oh, like I a bet. scene where the fires, like they have like the embers of the fire coming up, and it was like in my eyeballs. I was <laughs> freaking. It was amazing. Yeah, that was uh, a cool movie to see in theaters. Yeah, it was great, absolutely. But to get back to the Infinity War trailer, we see... Uh, yeah, to- that was our mini tangent. <laughs> yeah, we, we see Tony, and we see Doctor Strange and Wong uh, all standing in the Sanctum Sanctorum, Doctor Strange's abode. Yeah, Doctor Strange was a good movie. It was a great movie. Uh, one thing I bet you didn't catch in the trailer, or you we, actually you're going to know about this because we, we already talked about this privately, but uh, Tony's cell phone in his hand in the Sanctum Sanctorum is the cell phone that Cap gave to him at the end of Civil War. If you need me, call me. Like I know we're not on the same page here, but mm-hmm. if you need me, call me. We've got a shot of Thor. We have uh, some battle stuff. 
Thanos makes his appearance. A like blonde black widow. A blonde black widow. We got to talk about that. Uh, it seems like not Tony in the Hulkbuster gear. And I just have to wonder, do you think that Thanos will be stripping uh, Br- Bruce Banner of his powers? And that when he falls to Earth, he's losing his powers. He crashes into the Sanctum Sanctorum. He can no longer become the Hulk. And Tony temporarily goes, here, use the Hulkbuster. You help me make Veronica. Haha. <laughs> Remember from yeah. from Age of Ultron? That's the code name they came up for. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was pleased with that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting theory. I don't know if it'll if it'll pan out, but it just seems that could be a possibility because I. Yeah, that's plausible. You know, uh, that's one of those things. But we'll we'll talk more about that. You've got uh, one thing I really loved was Black Panther in the trailer. God, I've been waiting for a standalone Black Panther movie since I was reading Civil War because I loved that whole storyline. T'Challa is amazing as a character. His debut in uh, Fantastic Four Fifty Two. One of the few key issues of Fantastic Four I desperately want and do not have. Yeah. And of course, now that his movie Solo is coming out, the price for that book is just skyrocketed. You know, up, up, mm-hmm. up and away. And we'll talk about that later too. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, this trailer had it all. You know, Thanos shows up and he is kicking the shit out of Spidey. Mm-hmm. We see a human. Uh, oh, a human vision. What did you think of that? That was weird. Paul Bettany. Do you, now, let me ask you a question. Do sure. you think that he was human? Because in the, in the trailer, we also see the stone being extracted from his dome. Do you think that he was human after that happened? Or do you think that he was like in some kind of like... Because he can like morph and like change, you know? Yeah, he does have limited shape-shifting abilities. Uh, do you think that's because of that or because of the stone being pulled out of his dome? Well, you know, the stone is a very prominent thing. that's... That's what stone is that? That's the. It would the, be the mind stone. The mind stone. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's the thing about that stone is, it's in his head, right? And it's unmistakable. But what would happen if the stone was gone? He's already a sentient being. Mm-hmm. It would leave an a, an imprint of the thing. So I feel like he, that's after he's been extracted. Him and Wanda are sitting there talking, and she's so upset because he is. He's almost powerless at this point. He's I don't been, know. I have, I have no idea. He's been. I think he's been stripped of his powers, and she's trying to comfort him. Like, how about them becoming a thing? How do you feel about that? It's perfect. I mean, it's just like the comics. That's mm-hmm. been a, a thing that I was curious if they would actually pull off in the movies. Yeah, or I'm if, for it. By the way, or if we would see Vision just quickly in and out and then gone from the universe. I'm mm-hmm. glad that wasn't. I'm the glad case. that wasn't the case either. Uh, he's a, a. They just made Vision look so awesome, and I all. love that actor. Yeah, Paul Bettany's been great. Uh, you know, voices. Uh, voiced Jarvis in uh, the first Iron Man movies and mm-hmm. all the way up and until he became Vision. Vision, So mm-hmm. that was awesome. Uh, we get a little bit of teasers here for the other baddies. The uh, I want to say it's the Black Order, Thanos' Black Order, or chil- Than- the Children of Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. It is the Black Order, the Children of Thanos. Uh, right. Ebony Maul, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, and Cull Obsidian. Mm-hmm. They're fucking awesome. They uh, um, they all made their appear- their first appearances in the Infinity storyline that came out a couple years ago in the comics, uh, where Thanos is looking for his son Thane to kill him because he doesn't want any offspring. Uh, Even though he has all these adopted. Yeah, it's 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 a really because he, he realizes Thane could destroy him. He's more powerful, you know. Mm. Uh, but that's an awesome comic read. It's I a, didn't read that. I'll I'll give it to you. We'll make that happen in the near future. It's it's okay. definitely something you should work through. 
we see, I mean, huge battles in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my mind goes to? Oh, I just want this whole movie to take place there. <laughs> well, I think a, a huge chunk of it will take there because I feel like at the end of Black Panther, which will be out in February, I think. I'm bad on the release date. Well, for this Black movie Panther. comes out in what, May? Yeah, so I'm feeling like Black Panther's February. I, yeah, I feel like you're right. Uh, Black Panther, it's going to be revealed, has the, st- the soul stone. Mm-hmm. And that's the last stone Thanos would need. And that's why they're bringing but the fight to But what about the time Wakanda. stone? Well, the time stone Doctor Strange has. Right. Easily taken from Doctor Strange. If he has, you got to think. But that's like the only way that they're going to be able to stop him is if they keep that. If they can turn back time, correct. Here's the thing. In the trailer, we never see the thumb on the gauntlet, Mm -hmm. on the Infinity Gauntlet. You never see his thumb. You see the first and second knuckles. So he's got the the Tesseract gem, Mm -hmm. which would be the, I feel like the, oh, what is that stone? You know what? Actually, haha, Nate was awesome and planned for this because I knew I would fucking forget. <laughs> I saved some screenshots so I nice. could accurately tell you guys what the hell these gems are because it can get a little bit confusing. Here it is right here. Yeah. So uh, the scepter, Loki scepter, had mm-hmm. the mind stone, which is now vision. Uh, the aether, which was from Thor the Dark World, was the reality stone. That's now in the collector's possession. Uh, they give it to him at the end of Thor 2. It's the Easter egg before Guardians came out. The Tesseract was in Loki's, uh, also in Loki's scepter. Or it was in his possession. It was the cube, the cosmic cube from uh, the first cap. Uh, that's the space stone, bending of space. Mm-hmm. The orb, which was from Guardians, is the power stone, which the Nova Corps has. Mm-hmm. You gotta believe and Thanos Nova Corps just, is gonna probably be gone. Th- you have to just believe Thanos just decimated that place. Xandar yeah. is toast. Yeah. And that's gonna also be part of what brings the fight to the Guardians, which we'll talk about. Right. Because uh, they're at the end of the trailer. And then, yeah. Uh, the, uh, that was nice. A fun little ending for the trailer. But see, the Guardians. If you look here. Okay, I'm looking. The position of the stones stays the same. Even in the movie trailer, the stones are the same. We never got to see whether or not the time stone was on his thumb because they kept it hidden. There was oh, a lens glare and stuff. Okay, so, so that's deliberate. He may or may not have it, mm-hmm. uh, but we know he definitely has the power and space stone. So he's way more powerful, and he can do things uh, beyond space. That's I mean, this is the trailer. Just uh, it, it did a lot of really great things. Uh, it also spoiled Thor Ragnarok for us. In some weird in way. A, in a little bit, but because we still haven't seen that. Unfortunately, it's yeah, coming we very need soon. To, we need to remedy that. It'll be this weekend, I think, uh, if we can make it happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, to spoil what I'm talking about, Thor has an eye patch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's up with that. If that's like maybe he was like, let me take your power, Odin. Let me cover my one eye in <laughs> honor of Odin or some shit. I don't, I don't know what know. happened. We need to see Thor. We'll figure that out. Uh, but on the other side of that, he turns around, and this is the Comic-Con trailer that everybody was talking about because there's the Guardians. Who the hell are you? Yeah. You know, and they're all, and Mantis just waves all, like, cute, like, hi, mm-hmm. I'm so excited, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm excited, too. It's going to be great. They, they got their main roster call-up, as we'd say in wrestling. They're going to the main roster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome to the A-team. Exactly, exactly. And the, the threat is huge. Uh, you know, there's a scene we have... In Wakanda, we didn't talk about Cap yet. The Nomad, oh, yeah. he's got a super beard, <laughs> bearded Cap, and uh, Black Panther says, uh, 
Somebody get this man a shield. Somebody get this man a shield. Yeah, that was awesome uh, call to get. Because Tony has his shield, if you'll remember, from mm-hmm. Civil War. So, uh, yeah, I'm stoked on this movie. And we still have, like I said, Black Panther to go before that happens. By the time we see Infinity War, I feel like we will have. I feel like Infinity War will also be giving us the news. Like Marvel will drop the news right after Infinity War that they're going to be making the next Fantastic Four movie. That's my prediction because I think by that Probably, time, yeah. by that time, the deal with Disney will be done. And like I said, all bets off when that happens. I'm just. I have no faith in a Fantastic Four movie. I feel like that franchise is cursed. And, it's cursed uh, because of Fox, though. They did it so hokey because they didn't have the vision. Think about, okay, think about I've got how nothing you, against the Fantastic Four. It would make a great story. I'm just tired of it already because there's been so many different iterations of failed it. Failed attempts. Right, and none of it's been good, and it's all, it's all just starting to become a little too much of the same. Well, I think uh, we, should, we can talk about the. You know, we don't see some characters in the trailer for Infinity War. No Hawkman. We didn't see Ant-Man. Uh, there are some characters we do see War Machine flying, so it looks like uh, uh, Rhodey is okay from being shot down by Vision in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you don't see Ant Man. You don't see. Is Hawkeye in it? Hawkeye. He was. He is in the movie. Jeremy okay. Renner's been filming. And was he in the trailer? No, he was not. Neither of them were. Mm. Uh, actually, fan outrage over the fact that they're not in it. But here's the thing. They, in trailers, have deliberately left people out. Right, on purpose for misleading the audience, you know? Exactly, because you can't give it all Getting people to away. talk about it, you know? Oh, it, it makes you assume people are dead. Right, it's generating interest. Thing is, you got to think about this. There are going to be major deaths. There's been no major deaths in... So something's coming. And I think it's something that's going to stick. I don't think everyone that dies will stick. But I think there are certain characters they will not be able to bring back for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And we are probably going to lose Tony Stark, my feeling. Robert really? Downey Jr., he's on his way out. He has to be. Same thing could be said for Chris Evans. I was going to go with Captain America. See, Chris Evans, I could see that too. Uh, but it would be really impactful for either one of them to go. Mm-hmm. You're not killing Spider-Man. There's another movie. You're probably not killing any of the Guardians. They've got another movie. I feel like Tony Stark is just too likable for this franchise to... like. Even if he if even if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do Tony Stark movies anymore, he's still gonna not pass up the several million dollars to do like an Easter egg cameo at the end of another movie. Yeah, but you know? he's getting old and, and and I just I don't know. I don't know. There there are so many opportunities. I've always said this with Infinity War, which would really be the second movie which they've been teasing is Infinity Gauntlet. Uh I've always said it would be so amazing if Thanos just wipes everyone out. And, like, maybe one Avenger survives, right? And it's dire straits. Mm -hmm. And they get their hands on the the gauntlet and undo things. But when they do, they reset it to a slightly different Earth. So our Tony Stark is a different person. Our Thor is a different person. Our Cap. Oh, just another way to reboot the franchise? Not fully reboot. It's 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 almost like a uh, Doctor Whovian. It's a Doctor Whovian recast. Mm -hmm. It's it's regenerating your guys. I don't like that idea. I mean, it's it's a plausible thing. Don't get me wrong. It's and maybe legit. not with every character. But I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be interested in seeing something like that just because I already get that with Doctor Who, which I love. That's true. Okay, that's true. You know, like, I don't want to have to keep reinvesting emotionally into actors as these characters over and over and over. Because that's exhausting. And sometimes I just want to fucking relax and watch a movie, you know? Yeah. So... <laughs> 
out of out of five for this teaser trailer. We've been waiting a long, long time to see the Infinity War, or yeah, the Infinity War trailer because they dropped it at San Diego Comic Con in July, mm-hmm. and, and it I leaked, like, right? And I watched the leaked the leaked version and was like, <laughs> oh my god! And then they omitted some stuff for this trailer, and I was like, you bastards! Because there were some scenes with, um, it was uh, Star Lord actually battling alongside of Cap. Or not alongside of Cap, alongside of Iron Man and uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another thing. People are like, Wakanda's going to be this big battle, beca- and the, and those are the only Avengers that are left, are the ones that are in that fight scene, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. See, because here's what no. they don't realize: Civil War still fractured everybody. Mm-hmm. This is just off the heels of Civil War. They have to deal with Thanos, like worst timing ever. So now you've got Iron Man, who's going to assemble his team. Somehow get the Guardians. Maybe not all the Guardians, but some of them. You're going to have the Team Wakanda, which has got Cap and Bucky and and Black Panther and and, all, and everybody you saw there. Well, also keep in mind that trailers are, like you said a minute ago, can be misleading. And maybe some of those people are superimposed or left out or you know put in on purpose to misdirect. And maybe we can't for people see like us because he's tiny. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we can see him because he's super tiny. That'd be hilarious if you like went and looked at the whole trailer through a, ma- a magnifying glass and you just found him in one frame. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I uncovered the secret. He is in the movie for sure. <laughs> Which, another thing, Ant-Man and the Wasp, by the way. I don't know if you know this. I, I told you this, right? What? They described <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp is the, is the sequel to Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, you told me. And it has been described as Marvel's first rom-com. Yeah, and I'm on board with it, although I don't know how I feel about Evangeline Lilly playing uh, Wasp. You really don't like her. Oh, it's not that I don't like her. I loved her on Lost. Okay. I just... <sighs> Were you not sold after the first movie? I wasn't movie? sold. I wasn't sold. See, I loved her... Um, her it was her hair it was her styling it was her it was she was a little fake she just looked too too comic booky for me you know who they um cast to be uh the og wasp her mom wait i think i do hold on let me think okay think (sighs) okay now tell me (laughs) michelle pfeiffer (gasps) no yeah she's gonna be playing janet Uh -uh. van dyne yeah Oh my god! I can't wait for this movie. I, knew I secretly so am in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, and now I can't wait. Okay, I'm sold. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm excited. <laughs> so right now, what we're gonna do, folks, is we're gonna take a little bit of a B R E A K. For us, it might be a 20 minute break. For you, it's gonna seem like 29 minutes because Brando and Mike are gonna come in, take over, talk about the Infinity War trailer. Hopefully, they cover some stuff we might have missed. I feel like we did an okay job. Do you feel yeah. like there was anything I missed? No. I think I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, there were some spires <laughs> coming down. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they can give a more detailed synopsis of what's about you know to happen than we could. But so. Oh, I don't know about that. I feel like I'm pretty well versed. But okay, okay. I think I think we did a great job. Uh, just right, well, I'll pat myself on the back. Yeah, then. we should. We should totally do some self patties on the backies. Uh, I feel like I need to rewatch or re reread Infinity Gauntlet before Infinity War comes out so I can just be fresh. That's a really great storyline. That's essentially some of the parts they're pulling from. They're also pulling from that Infinity event I talked about. Okay, so wait. Sure. What do you think about this idea? Do you think that it would be a good idea to try to get through, like power through the MCU before May? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Should we do it? Yeah. 
Okay. I think that I think that if we maybe that should be a Journey into Comics Patreon exclusive thing that we can get some people to do and like make little mini episodes for. Yeah, that's a good idea. Where we all we'll watch each movie. We'll, we'll we'll do it like once a week. We'll pick a movie from the MCU in the order. We'll just go down the list in order. We'll all watch it individually. Leading up to the and Infinity when, War. Yeah, and whatever in that week, whenever you can record a little something about it, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever, just riffing on what you think about the movie. We'll put it together and then do a little overall review of the whole thing. Yeah, and that can be checked out on our Patreon. Road to Infinity War. Oh, what up? That was awesome. On that note. Okay, so <laughs> take it away, Game Addicts Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? And this is the Game Addicts Podcast on the Journey into Comics Podcast. Bit of, bit of, like a little bit of a crossover. So, so can I do my, my thing? What's Welcome to Journey into Comics. Every time that we test the mics. <laughs> yes, every time. You're getting your uh, sort of wish today. We're crossing over doing a segment here. The problem with hosting and having so many podcasts going on at once is that sometimes scheduling can be sort of a bit of a problem. Yes. So, uh, as you'll hear this week on Game Addicts, we sort of discussed that we got to take advantage of any time that Mike is off work for him to be on the show, on, on, like on Game Addicts over there. If you go over to GameAddictsPodcast.com to check out our show and wherever great podcasts are, uh, are available on audio or on YouTube as well. Uh, bit cheap plug there. But that's what we're doing, man. We're doing this as like a bit of a crossover thing. But we're here today. Um, we're here today to talk about the Avengers trailer because, of course... We're going to be doing like a journey into comics uh, show, but we're, the Avengers trailer came out this past week. Yes. And, of course, I was harped about it um, going all the way back to Comic-Con because they, they showed a secret trailer to certain people. Didn't, like, they didn't release it publicly. Right. But that was, the, that was when they released the Justice League trailer. They got me all hyped up to want to see it. Before that, I was like, eh, whatever. I don't care. I'll go see it just, just, just to see how bad it is. Spoiler alert. Wasn't that bad? Uh, it wasn't that bad at all. I really, really enjoyed the movie and thought that, like, overall, like it was just as good as any one of the Avengers movies that they have already done. I disagree, but Avengers one, Avengers one is not a good movie. It's it, not a great it, movie. But... Its plot is pencil thin. Its villain is not that great, but the the whole point of it is bringing these characters together. And so that's what Justice League was. The granted some of the characters they had to introduce, which is not what Avengers even had to do. They already had right. the movies, and the only side, the only side characters, but they already kind of like sprinkled them in a little bit, so you were familiar with them. Right. So Justice League did it differently, but I still feel like it was a pretty well put together movie, all things considered. Right. Uh, Age of Ultron was a very fun movie, but there are some people who didn't like Ultron. It wasn't the kind of Ultron that they wanted. It wasn't made by Ant-Man. Ultron was, right. was created by Ant-Man Man right. as a deterrent. But you know, so, they, so they changed some stuff. But now we, we finally have all these movies that have come forward. We, we've taken the story so far that now we're finally getting Infinity War. And they finally released a trailer for it. Mike got, like, first time you watched it was today. What like, would like, you think? I'm excited for it because... I'm ready to see Thanos whoop some ass <laughs> because this is 
the time where like at one point Thanos wins, but they go back in time and change it. I believe I, that could be incorrect. They always do a lot of timey wimey things. And yes, but I'm excited because I mean Thanos is, in my opinion, one of the biggest badass super super villains. Well, especially for Marvel, he's one of them. I mean, like you have yeah. him, you have like Galactus, right? And like, of course, Galactus. I mean, he eats worlds. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, and I think I said this to somebody else that another big villain from Marvel is to me is Doctor Doom. And to me, Doctor yes. Doom is almost kind of like the Marvel Lex Luthor. Yes, he's not the most invincible character like to like like to face, but his brain gets him in situations where he's a much bigger villain than what he really deserves to be. Kind of. Kind of makes me feel like um, um, the Green Goblin, where he's got his hands in everything. A lot of stuff, yes. Everything that happens with the villains, he's there. Um, but, dude, okay, so first off right off the bat, the very first thing that I loved out of this trailer, we got to see Spidey Sense. Yes, the first first real Spidey Sense. We didn't get to see any of that in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. It was to the point where people were like even questioning whether or not it even existed. Uh, whether or not he was just going to have the suit and I was going to have a sense. No, he's like, he's on the bus, he's chilling out, and his, the, the arm and his hair raises. Yep. That's such an awesome thing because the way that they would have done it before in the past was, and he, like, he, he looks around like, what's going on? Everything slows down. But it's always been described in, in the books as like, my spidey sense is tingling. Right. So what would it be like? Hair standing on the back of your neck. Sense of danger. Sense of somebody's here, somebody's watching me. And, of course, they, that, that's when, when we see in the trailer. There's this big round thing in New York uh, kind of going off, and, and he sees it. And then, of course, he goes out, and he, he has the he has the Stark made suit now. Um, he has the iron, iron suit. Well, yeah. Um, I, they didn't have, the, like, like, the, like, the legs. No. This, But who knows? Maybe we'll get the Iron Spider legs. It looks it looks like a cross between Iron Man suit and a Spidey suit right. because it had the circles in the back for mm-hmm. like the propulsion system and stuff like that. It'd be really neat to see what they do with it. Um, Another big thing for me is that what was the last thing in the trailer? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you who, see Thor. Who, who the hell are you guys? <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and of course, it's the Guardians, and we all knew that they were going to be in. But, yeah. Uh, Whether makes, that's at the end of everything, or it makes you wonder if it's not from the get go, right? Because uh, we don't know kind of the sense of order of things here. Now, it's obvious that uh, they're going to have to get Cap back in because he's on the run. He's ever since Civil War, he's been kind of in hiding. So it looked like to me that, and you know, this is just what oh, I my I like, easy wow. easy. <laughs> I didn't just totally screw up my microphone here. Um, you see Captain with the Black Panther and um, Winter Soldier. I don't know who the other one was, the female girl. She's in. Um, I know. I know that, but she's in I Black can't. Panther, I don't know if she's. Yeah. Um, but you see them with an army behind them, charging forward. Charging forward, not with the Avengers, but he's on his own. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it kind of like hits everybody all at once. And it makes you wonder if it's that, or if it starts off in New York and they lose and they kind of retreat. Right, but you didn't see any of the other Avengers in that specific scene. Right. So I'm wondering if it has like a, they get hit, New York gets hit, and Tony's like, okay, I got to bury the hatchet. We got to we gotta fix right, this now. Yeah. yeah, because Bucky is with Black Panther, yep. right? Didn't yep. they like freeze him there? Yes, so that he can try to break that 
um, that little, mind, mind mind control yeah. that he has. Right. Um, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Um, I don't know what you do after it, as far as like the phases and everything go. Uh, I am starting to get kind of burnt out on superhero films. Right? Yes. With how many there are, then yes. that's not to say that they're bad. Okay. It's just what all you see nowadays. And it's just like I I'm, I'm getting to the point where my general interest, my how psyched up I am about them. They're, they're not what it used to be. And uh, I am pretty psyched for this. Of course, the, the, you're, you're this far into the story. They're in phase three of, the, of their Marvel stuff. Right. So you, you, you are invested into these characters. You have all these actors who are playing all these characters. Of course, you have to expect to think that not, not everybody's walking out of this in one piece. Um, right. We already saw Vision getting the gem, getting ripped from his head. And we also saw... The gauntlet. The gauntlet already had two set. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which ones they were. And then you also saw, you know, Doctor Strange and everybody. I'm I'm excited. This is personally for me, and I, I think I'm going to say across most Marvel fans, this is what we've wanted to see the inf- Infinity Wars. Uh, absolutely. I mean, but they, you know, of course, they got to take their time. They got to get to it, and. Uh, of course, we just had Thor Ragnarok. I haven't actually seen that yet. I have and then not in either. In February, we have Black Panther, and then we have um, Infinity War in May. I feel and like Black Panther is going to show a lot of Captain. It, it might, uh, but really, I think what think what that's going to do is that it's really going to help establish Black the Black Panther character and the Wakanda character, like the the Wakanda setting and the other characters yes. in there, because obviously their setting takes a takes a role in Infinity War. And then uh, when we get to that movie, we're already going to, like, it's going to be only be a few months removed from seeing Black Panther. Right. It's going to be pretty fresh, and they don't have to sit back and go, well, we're in Wakanda, we're this, and this, and this, this, this person, this, you know, this, this, this person, is this person. They're already going to be established. So they go, oh, yeah, we're back here. They, you know, these are the guys who, who hang out here. These are Black Panther's buddies and his friends and his right. army or whatever. So we're, we're already going to be well in tune to that. And uh, I feel like that movie... That Black Panther's plot is obviously not going to play. It's not going to play a role into leading to Infinity War, right? But it's going to be like a character piece, uh, really helping establish what's going on with him and his his part of the world. That way, by the time we get there, it's less that that movie has to do. Yes, but then that sets up more stuff in the future for Black Panther if they if they want to do like another movie with him or uh, they they've already said they got Ant Man and the Wasp coming down the line. Um, yeah. And then uh, Nate posted something. Nate, what did you post? Uh, he posted something, and I, I, I can't remember if it was in the messages. I'm gonna have to search for it. Good luck in the messages. No, I don't, it, no, he shared it through the through the Facebook page. Oh, okay. It's one of those movie timeline things where they where they have. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where what's coming and. Yeah, but it, it it's not legit because some some stuff here they don't have the rights to yet. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I have to wait for stuff to load. Man, we have a lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we do. There it is. All right. So this is what uh, Nate has been talking about for a while, the secret invasion saga. And that's where you have these aliens who have taken over. I'm just smacking man, the crap out of Man, what is that with you, Mike? I don't know, man. I'm just going to beat the crap out of it. Where they've taken the role of characters. So it's like the person that we know as Tony Stark may not have ever have been Tony Stark. So we're talking about an alternate universe. No, we're talking about people who like... Basically impersonating people, so therefore you can recast Tony Stark as it is like a different guy. Huh? 
Where it's like, I'm the real Tony Stark. That guy was never Tony Stark. So then Robert Downey Jr. was never Tony Stark. Uh, I don't like that. It's a way around it. <laughs> I know it's a way around it, but come on. he He's done a fantastic job. Oh, no. I get you. But it's just like, it's just uh, for these people who want to get out of these roles and say, I'm done. Right. Without it, 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 It's a way to recast them without just having a new guy show up. Right. Uh, all right. So here's the, the supposed movies or uh, whatever. We have Nova, Doctor Strange, Illuminati, Black Widow. So now they do three movies every year. This past movie, this past year they did Guardians Two, Spider Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Right. So then, uh, so this would be after Infinity War Two. This would be like going after that. Okay. So uh, then we have the the Unstoppable Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, the Fantastic Four, which they do not have the rights to yet. Yet, but I think they are working on that. There is. The rumor mill. Buddy, I just posted yesterday, and they said that the Disney acquisition of 21st Century Fox, or 20th Century Fox, whatever it is now, uh, it, it, like it was dead, and now it's back up and moving very fast. I'm thinking they're going to take it. Uh, then we have the Mighty Thor, which would be Thor, uh, Thor 4. Four. We have Black Panther, Secret Empire, Ant-Man versus the Masters of Evil, Namor, the, the Submariner, which is basically their version of Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel and the Valkyries. That I would be. That is the sequel to because they already have a Captain Marvel movie in the works. Right. Spider-Man Dimensions. That to me is like you could have like the alternate dimensions of Spider-Man, Scarlet Spider. You could have all sorts of stuff going on. Twenty uh, twenty ninety nine Spider-Man. Yeah. You could have Miles Morales Spider-Man. Miles. Yep. So you, I was gonna you know, say Ultimate Spider-Man. So you can have like all these different Spider-Mans and like you have Warlock, the Thunderbolts, and then Avengers Five. Uh, Eh, okay, maybe. We'll uh, see. What, we'll see what happens. Obviously, this isn't real, but I mean, it's uh, if they get control of 20th Century Fox, here's what they're here's what Disney's going to own. <laughs> Everything. Fantastic Four, the X Men, which I okay. Please, I hope to God they do it. I am going to miss Hugh Jackman. May you rest in peace, Wolverine. You are Wolverine. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to a comic book style re- uh, comeback for that. Yes, just to I have him in with some of these other guys, right? Where they're like, they can even make fun of like, wait, didn't you die? And he, and he can say, I've died a lot. Yes, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that's all you would ever have to say. But it, but then of course they're going to own Deadpool. So speaking of Deadpool, since I brought that up, so. On Netflix right now, I know this is completely going off the tangent here, but they have the chill with Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. Joanna wanted to watch it because of the Deadpool video, so yeah. we watched it. And then we had to stop halfway through after he did the the where he beats the beats oh, the brush beat off, the beat the devil out of it, and we had to stop and watch the Deadpool thing. And it's spot on. Oh man, it is spot on. Yeah. I I am excited for that. Plus. I don't know his name. The guy they cast for Cable. That's Thanos. Yeah, I know. They got the same guy. It's, it's, it's Josh Brolin. Yeah, but to me, he should be Cable. He looks, yeah. He, he, he yes. He, yes. Also, they changed the color of Thanos from the movies to the trailer. I, I don't know if you noticed it, but there, but there are memes galore about this, buddy. I didn't really pay right. attention that closely. All right, so check this out. Right. But I've only screened it once. Uh, right, right. Okay, so in, in the earlier movies, he's been de- he's been a deeper purple, and that yes. was more of a magenta. Right. 
and he's, he's, he's got a kind of like a different look to him. But but in my thought is that every one of those scenes that he's been shown, he's been in, in the dark. Right. Yes. So you know, like sitting on his throne, in I don't know what plane he's in, you know, whatever plane he comes from, but he's sitting there. All right. So I'm looking at. I'm trying to find these memes. Okay. So here's the difference. Yes. You know, there's the 15 where we last oh, saw Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. No, he was bright. That's a bright color there, yeah. so I'm being correct. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little bit more of a magenta, but people are now making fun of of Thanos, and some of these memes have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, <laughs> if I could get some of these to load, so that way Mike can see them here. Oh, yeah, here, ah! here you go. <laughs> Here's one as Homer Simpson, <laughs> Homer Simpson eating a donut. And that's that's awesome. That is awesome. As a minion. As a minion. Shrek. Shrek. Hank Hill. That one's good. Whoever did that, that's really good. And I've actually seen one where they have him as uh Oh, here you go. Here are some of the best ones uh, that, that they've come out with. we got to wait for it to load. It's over there at our friends at comicbook.com. And... Bruce Willis. Yes. Putting on his, they put his head on Kurt Angle's body for a box of Wheaties. That is awesome. Um, they, they, they scratched his face they up. With, that one. Him doing the whole like little salt meme. Yeah, salt meme. And, and it's he, the, he's dropping the the, 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 the stones on, like onto the gauntlet. That one's funny. He's, he's, a, he's a California raisin. Yes. <laughs> the Homer one. Oh, him as the dude from Pawn Stars. That I, actually looks really good. I got a buddy who's an expert at Infinity Stones. Or at Infinity Stones, let me give him a call. <laughs> yeah. probably do, the best I could do is 50 bucks. The best I could do is 50 bucks. I saw one where it was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that'd be a good one. He's like, I, like where he had the Austin 316 shirt, said Thanos 316. And he's like, I'm about to open up a can of whoop-ass. On, that on is kind of awesome. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Uh, even though, as I said, I, I've got... I've, I've, I've got some some fatigue where it's just like, man, it's just I'm getting tired of like because I can't go to the movies all that often, man. Uh, with, well, know, no, yeah, having a kid, having a wife, it's like we are actually we have we're gonna have to struggle to find a way for us to go see Star Wars here in a few weeks, which is only a few weeks away. No, holy crap, dude! I'm t- I'm jittery. I'm jittery. I do because I am so this excited. this can be. As we all know, The Empire Strikes Back, best one has ever been of Star Wars. This has the potential to be that movie in this series. They're definitely going a little darker uh, with it. So I know, and I'm okay with that. I, I am too, because uh, you know, a lot of times, it's the, you know, your second story in a trilogy can can do that. It could be more of a character piece. It doesn't have to move the move the plot forward so much as it is. As a more of a character piece, and it can go darker. You know, just, all you gotta do is look at the Dark Knight from the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, that middle movie is considered the best because it doesn't really. It's more of a character piece for for Harvey Dent, you know, and for Joker, and, and Batman's kind of like just kind of in the background a little bit. You know, his character moves forward, but well, Rachel, is, yes, you know, she really heavily involved with that plot. But then also uh, look at Mass Effect Two in that trilogy. You have the first one, which establishes everything. Everything's already mostly established. So in two, you get to run amok, and you get to just build your build your crew and have this really wacky, insane cast of characters that you that you get to play around with. And then in three, of course, they got to try and tie it up. And 
right. there's that. But um, yeah, I mean, then you look at the Star Wars trilogy, the original, and you have the first one establishes everything, and the second one just awesome character piece with Luke training with Han and Leia coming together, and then them having to spend all that time together, and then with the stuff with Lando, yes, and all that kind of stuff. And then of course we, you get to spend more time with Vader and him being in charge. Yep. And you know, get to see what he's like and how how cutthroat he can be. So it, it just that movie is a character development piece. That is what it is. Yeah. It is a movie of character development. Here's where everybody's at. We're moving forward with them. Exactly. More more stuff of Boba. Yeah, a little bit. At the uh, you get a, a little bit there. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's in Clown City. I mean. Yep. He's there, but I mean, you never really, uh, all, all the stuff with Boba is all kind of done like in the background. And then right. you learn more about Boba and then his dad in the prequels than you do. Right. Like, in the entirety of, 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 like, of like where he's at in the trilogy. But I agree with you. This movie has a, it has a lot to live up to because everyone was so stressed out about The Force Awakens not being the prequels. Uh, yes. And so that, and it wasn't. And so. So, but I always hear a lot of, a lot of rabble about, well, it's basically the first one. Well, episode four. Because, oh, yeah, they've got a new Death Star, and, you know, they're they got to take down the Death Star. And like, okay. So, episode one, you have these Jedis that are on a mission, and they find an alien, or a companion, could be an alien, or in some cases a droid. Then they get stuck on a desert planet. And they find a kid. Okay, this kid's a good pilot. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they they want the kid for training. Then they go off and they do this big battle. Well, what happens? They're they're battling these these droids, right? So then you have uh, this this battle station up above the planet that's controlling all these droids. Meanwhile, the Jedi's are fighting this other other Sith, and you have the old guy die. Meanwhile, this young kid destroys the battle station with a starship, disables all the droids. And then they have a big celebration at the end. That's episode four. Mm-hmm. Episode one, and it, it, like the first ones, are, yes, they're similar. Of course they are. Uh, anybody who's, who's bitching about it, and while you can complain about there being a new Death Star, uh, the, the weapons of mass destruction are no secret to any sort of star wars canon at all no any of the other no. works are they you know it, they, they want to build these big ultimate weapons and uh the whole star killer base was just the next step of that right and right. Uh, and then they stopped it so now is you're gonna have to fight their first order without that super weapon and then coming at you in full force yeah so that's that's what i'm excited to see i'm, I'm excited to see where kylo's character development takes them i'm excited to see where ray's character development takes her because she's being uh, training and she's opening herself to all the light and the dark and this pulling don't know what I'm doing and then of course Luke is trying to like help her and guide her through that and he's has his own struggles with the light and the dark as well in the past so he knows all too well about that right it's gonna be exciting Poe is who I'm excited mm-hmm. for well I hope we get more development with Poe because he didn't really get a whole lot in the, like in the first movie he was there and then gone for most of it and he kind of came back towards the end I'm really really excited because Poe's supposed to be the best pilots mm-hmm. there ever is. Has been, ever was, blah, blah, blah. I want to see him get his hands on the Falcon. Because he's going to be like, this thing's a piece of shit. And then Chewie's going to be... Oh, no, calm down. And then, But Chewie knows the ship. He knows how to keep it running. Yeah. And I feel like 
at some point, they're going to get the Falcon up to its prime. And he's going to be, damn, this thing's fast. Hmm. How many parsecs? They got to destroy the Falcon. No. They better not destroy the Falcon. God. That'd be heart-wrenching. That'd be even more heart-wrenching than watching Luke, Han, all of them combined, mm. watching them destroy the Falcon. Because here's the thing. The Falcon is iconic. <laughs> yeah. Okay? The Falcon <laughs> is iconic. And it's just like... It'd be like killing R2. Right. But the you know, the, you know, the Falcon is a character to itself. Uh, let's, let, let's go back in time. And we're going to cross the nerd streams here just a little bit to Star Trek. You have the entire original series of Star Trek. You have the Enterprise, right? Right. Then you had the motion picture. Mm-hmm. And then you had Star Trek Two, right? And then I want to say it was in Star Trek Three. The Enterprise got destroyed. So in the third movie, now we're in the '80s. They destroyed a twenty-year. You know, this ship is this the Enterprise. I, I only have I only have one argument with this. I get where you're going with this, and then they put the new Enterprise in, right? Yeah, they get a newer ship. Yeah. So. To me, what has to happen, if they destroy the Falcon, Chewie has to already be working on a new one. Now, here's the thing. Um, the thing with the – the reason I'm talking about the Enterprise is because Shatner, uh, Kirk's character himself, has to order the evacuation and sacrifice the ship. Yeah. So he has to do it. But Han's gone. And Han is gone, yeah. But now, like, and then the ship goes, and then from they don't get a new Enterprise right away because they don't get back right away. They end up getting into a Klingon bird of prey, and then they end up going back in time to the 1980s, <laughs> saving the whales. And uh, <laughs> that, save it, the whales. As silly as that movie is, it is very fun to watch. It, it is like yeah. with as dark as uh, as Star Trek Three got with the whole um, Christopher Lloyd villain, and then killing off the Enterprise to bounce back on a much lighter story. Was uh, it was actually really fun and watching these characters interact with these nineteen eighties people going, and you know, silliness ensues. But then they finally get the new Enterprise, and uh, but seeing like for twenty years having that having that be the iconic ship of, of like of the series, you know, that would be that same thing with the Falcon magnitude because we just got it back. I know it wasn't in the prequels at all, so we just got it back, and then. That would just be, oh! For me, that was the most stressful. Because I have never seen a good Star Wars movie in theaters. I stayed good because I seen the third one. And I was extremely disappointed. Other than the fight between um, Anakin and Obi. But the first one I've watched. And you see the flash of the Falcon. And I instantly in the theaters was like, there it is. Go back. Take that ship. And then they go back and take the ship. And as she's driving, I'm or flying, and I'm sitting there like on the seat, like gripping the seat, twisting the arm, like, you crashed that motherfucker. I swear to God, I'll come through the screen and kill you. Don't you crash my ship. That's my ship. So for me, like, actually, Rob, he was there. He watched me, like, the entire movie, just how I was reacting to everything. <laughs> Force Awakens was an, it was a really cool experience. It um, was very. I got to see that opening night, and uh, uh, the, all, the whole crowd was there to see it. You know, there was a 
there was an ovation at the end. Every, you know, people stood up and clapped. Yes. There was um, there was a cheer for the long time ago when that came up. Mm-hmm. Everybody cheered. Yep. Same with um, ours. And then, of course, you got the crawl, and everyone's like still dying down the cheer, but because then everybody starts reading. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, dude. Right there. <laughs> right there. there. Uh, I, I can't wait for Last Jedi. But, guys, thank you for checking out this clip on this week's episode of the, of the Journey into Comics podcast. We have been the Game Addicts podcast, Brando and Mike. Mike. And uh, you can check us out on GameAddictsPodcast.com and on iTunes services, uh, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. Check out the Game Addicts podcast where you check out and we check out like games. We you know, we look at uh, modern retro video games that we play and collect. We talk. We we look at news. We look at all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and of course, uh, I'm gonna bump this back over uh, to Nate this week. Uh, hopefully, next week we can get back together and have a have a straight and narrow show uh, for uh, for Journey to Comics. But until then, I've been Brando and I've been Mike. We'll catch you next time, guys. Have a good one. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Game Addicts Podcast, the show where we talk about the modern and retro video games that we play and co- Oh, Holy wait a minute. Shit, I'm on the wrong show. I was so confused for Strike a minute. That. Reverse okay. it. Reverse, reverse. No, okay. Anyways, we are back, folks. We just took a quick breather. Uh, Mike and Brando told us all about their thoughts on the Infinity War trailer, their excitements. Mike did a crazy intro, intro for Journey into Comics, which was hilarious. We might end up making that a thing. I don't know. I might make it a button because it was pretty funny. I guess he mic checks on Game Addicts <laughs> with, this is, you're listening to Journey into Comics or whatever he I said. I know. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so, V, we just watched in the break a trailer. Yes. I'm very excited about this trailer. I haven't seen a lot of trailers that I've been looking forward to for a while and this one was surprisingly cool yeah you were like kind of blown away i was a little blown away by this one i wasn't ready for it wasn't expecting it knew nothing about it and now i'm excited about it so what we're talking about is batman ninja yeah and uh i'm gonna read a brief synopsis from comicbook.com kind of give an idea of what the movie is about yeah and then we're gonna talk about what we thought about the trailer all right sounds good so batman ninja for those not aware involves a story where batman is somehow transported back to japan's earliest days along with folks like the joker and harley quinn but batman has some heroes to help him out as well uh he has uh let's see it says the poster which they just released uh indicates that batman goes up against the joker harley quinn gorilla grod poison ivy Two-Face, Deathstroke, and the Penguin, with help from period-appropriate versions of Catwoman, Robin, Nightwing, Red Robin, Alfred, and the Red Hood. Uh, and the DC said, a must-see for an all-American comic fan announced at New York Comic Con. Batman Ninja was just revealed at Japan's Tokyo Comic Con. And they released some trailers and a poster, this dope poster. Man, okay. So this movie looks fucking bitchin'. The logo for it is so cool. It's like the Batman logo, but a little more angular and red in the background, you know? Instead of yellow. Yeah, and I want it on a t-shirt. It looks so cool. (laughs) Okay, let's just get right into it, because this trailer looked amazing, and I'm so excited about it, because I love anime, as you know. Yes, absolutely. I'm a big anime fan, and I thought that this was like a really cool amalgamation of all the different things that I like about anime. Which are? Well, I like the art. I like the art direction. Yeah. I love the styling of it. Um, art is done by the guy who did Afro Samurai, by the way. Which I also liked. Yeah. 
I, I think I have that on, on a DVD. But anyway, um, I thought this, this trailer made this movie kind of look like it's going to be what I thought was um, like if Ninja Scroll and Vampire Hunter D had a bat baby. Like they did a fusion dance and made a bat baby. Yeah, like what caught me off, like what got me really excited about it right away was how much it, it reminded me of Vampire Hunter D just in the art direction. And it looks really cool. Yeah, it's very angular. Joker looks extra creepy. Yeah, and the samurai, like the the um, the costumes and everything is really cool. Feudal, feudal Japan. You yeah, know? it's really. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be cool. You know, Batman. It's a lot of sword fighting, which is neat. You know, because it's not typically Batman's mo. Right. And it's cool to see like Batman v Joker with swords. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's a cool, different take. It's, it's totally different. I love. I love it, and I'm actually really surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie. I cannot wait for it to come out. We'll be doing, uh, uh, maybe it'll be you and I that do the review on Batman Ninja. Maybe you, me, and Brando can do it. I don't know. Well, future trip when that actually drops. Sure. You know, they announced it back in October. I didn't even realize that they announced this back in October. But then the trailer dropped, and it was everywhere. And I think Mike from Game Addicts actually posted it in our group. Yeah, I still don't know how I missed it. I, uh... I would have been excited about it sooner. Well, I'm glad I got to be here when you saw it for the first time because mm-hmm. it like got y'all jacked up. You were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. I love a good anime, and it's been in a short supply lately as I still haven't seen the, the new Ghost in the Shell movie out of principle. <laughs> oh, yeah, because ScarJo and they're, uh, and they're whitewashing. I just I can't get into it. Uh, I'm going to jump to this one real quick before we get to this. Okay. Because they also dropped a picture the other day, DC did, they've got this new thing coming out, I think it's like called DC All Access TV, mm-hmm. which is going to be it's a... It's like a subscription-based service, isn't it? Correct. Don't you have to pay like two bucks or something? I'm not sure what the price is, per... but uh, I'm going to look it up now and see what they actually say on the actual article, because I'm pretty sure it gave some of those details. But what they're doing is they're uh, doing a TV show, Titans. Yes. And guess what? Not chicken butt. They have they wow. have actually You've been hanging around Ollie too much. Not so quietly they have hinted at the fact that the Arrowverse will immediately be tying in with the Titans verse, meaning we will have a Robin in the CW verse. Right. Like by proxy and Because Robin was on the poster that you're talking about. Oh it's yeah, I'm trying to pull it up. Of course it's so slow today. The interwebs is just uh Hello, interwebs. Oh, here. I literally just lifted it. I saw. It, that and was it worked. Great. That was creepy. That was magic. Uh, so, Brenton Thwaites, I think is how they say his name. It's a weird one. <laughs> T-H-W-A-I-T-E-S. Okay. Thwaites. Um, they showed some pictures of Robin, or of himself as Robin. Uh, they released the first picture I showed you, but I guess they released another one, and it's... Again, taking a minute to load, folks. We're so sorry about that. <laughs> um, but from the first picture I showed you, if you'll recall it, what I did do. you think? Uh, I think it it looked cool. I think it's going to be great. It looked better than the uh, Batman Forever and Batman Robin suit. Oh well, obviously. Yeah. Oh, look who here's a better shot. This is just uh, him hanging out on set. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. it's cool. It's a cool Robin suit. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm excited for uh, this to come out. Uh, I will be most likely finding my way onto the DC. So Titans, let me get this straight. Titans is just going to be um, an independent show that's only available on this DC app of sorts. Yes, okay. absolutely. It'll be like uh, so, 
how are they planning on tying the universes together then? They'll do crossover events oh, okay. with hopes to draw more people to the app. I see. Okay. By way of like saying, hey, look, we're having this crazy crossover. Right. You don't you know, know what you're missing. You don't know what you're going. I mean, at some point, think about this. Titans, they have a flash. It's Wally West. Spoiler alert. Mm. Wally West. Oh, yeah. Is probably going to go to he bou- Titans. He's kind of been bouncing off the show. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really use him. We'll talk about this in a minute. But they didn't really use him for the... Uh, the crossover. The crossover event they did. The two-night special, uh, Crisis on Earth X. They kind of wrote Which him. Which we will talk about later. Yeah. They kind of wrote him out. Just like, okay, you go do this. And yeah, then like, peace out. And then you're done. They he, did that with a lot of different characters. I'm sure that had to do with scheduling and whatnot. Well, scheduling and just not having Story to line. pay people as much. You right. know, you contractually, they're only obligated to do so many dates. I guess. Uh, I'm excited for Titans. It's going to be awesome. Cyborg is a part of Titans. Hmm. Uh, Beast Boy, Raven. Uh, Starfire, I think, is a part of Titans. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Starfire is. Uh I don't know. Do you think that the superhero fatigue is going to negatively affect introducing new characters that people typically don't give a shit about? No, because I don't think superhero fatigue is real. If we if we actually had it legit, like full scale, like what people are so afraid of, Thor wouldn't have done as amazing as it did at the box office. It did insane numbers at the box office opening weekend and is still doing great numbers. I think it just crossed like 600 million worldwide. Right. I think that's for different reasons because it wasn't a typical <clears throat> Marvel superhero movie. They went a different direction after the success of Guardians. But Marvel's like 21 and 0. They've not struck out yet. They've had number one movies for every single one of the movies in the MCU. Which we can't really say for DC, huh? Exactly. And that's a crazy thing to think about. Uh, you know. But uh, let's. I'm going to jump back to this one now. This is the other thing I want to talk to you about. You have no idea what this is. Speaking of TV shows, mm-hmm. there is a Watchmen TV show that's being developed. Do you know? I do know. Okay, but I bet you... I loved The Watchmen. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder directed The Watchmen movie. Uh, Alan Moore wrote The Watchmen book. That was a melancholy book. motherfucking movie, wasn't it? Yeah, and the book is just as melancholy. I know, I know. And Doomsday Clock has been great so far. You need to read episode one. We I just, haven't read any of that yet. We well, It's only the first issue. Oh, okay. Uh, we just reviewed issue. I just said episode, but we just reviewed issue one on last week's Journey into Comics, 167. Go check that out. But there's been a sort of spoilery lead on who is playing Dr. Manhattan for the television Watchmen series. Really? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be happy. Why? Because you can't see him. No. Yep. John Cena. Yeah. He uh, he posted, what? he cryptically posted just the Watchmen smiley face button on his Instagram a couple weeks ago. Oh, why then, does wrestling have to permeate everything in on, my life now? Hold on. Hold on. Relax. <sighs> it's okay. Uh, and then a couple days ago, he posted a picture of Dr. Manhattan specifically. Uh-huh. And it just, it would seem that would be a strong role for him to be. They could, I mean, John Cena is not a bad actor. He wouldn't he, have to say much. Exactly. And he's super, I mean, he can, he can, they can feed him intelligent lines. He's got the physique to play it. Mm-hmm. I do not want to see John Cena's cock and balls. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, Dr. Well, Manhattan. You, you won't. Well, you might. I mean, Dr. Manhattan did walk around Wait, in the news. Didn't you say this was going to be a TV show? Yeah, but it's on uh, HBO or Showtime. It's on one of the. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure see. it's show. I think it's HBO. Probably I think it's HBO. HBO. Yeah. Um, so, and it's going to be telling stories in that universe. That's dope. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I hope they don't fuck it up. 
Yeah. Yeah. HBO, um, as much as I love HBO, they have a tendency of fucking up the shit I like. Well, have they fucked up so bad? True Blood. Well, okay, okay. Is that it, though? That's their only transgression is True Blood? They scarred me for life with six feet under. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see what else. United States of Terra. That was an, a great show, but they canceled it and didn't end it properly. And that was sad. Okay. Fuck HBO. Wow, but Game of Thrones. Oh, but Game of Thrones. I can't say fuck HBO. Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe this is why I should say fuck HBO, because they're making me long for Game of Thrones, and that's not even coming out next year, is it? We don't know. <sighs> it's still to be determined. We don't know. Sorry, Tangent City. Let's we, get back we, on track Yeah, here. we might not even get Stranger Things next year either. <gasps> yeah, that's that's the rumor. Uh, <sighs> so let's move on here. They giveth and they taketh away. You and I embarked upon... I was just making sure we were recording. I've had that I've had that happen to me before and it was very not good. We so, are, right. Yeah, we're definitely recording. Everything's <laughs> okay, great. great. So let's get into this now. Uh today. Yes, this was a long day. Typically, listen to me. Typically, for this specific kind of talk, I would bring AP and Blaine in to do this special. I didn't really want to do that this time because I really 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 have Special fond memories with you, with The Flash. Yeah. We have been uh, embarking on Flash Tuesday since season one. Yeah. Together. We've watched The Flash we, every week since season one. We have wa- we watched the mid-season premiere of season one, which would have been episode 10 from that season. That's when Wells was reverse Flash. This was right before they did uh, episode 15 where Barry changes the timeline for the first time. Like... God, this show's incredible. If you're not watching The Flash, then you're dumb. Well, and we're going to talk about all the CW shows, and I can almost jokingly say that in some ways you're dumb, I guess, because you're not watching Supergirl, and it's amazing. I love that show, as do I love Legends. I know you're trying to catch up on Legends. I watched the first season of Legends. It was really hard for me to get through it. Not that I didn't like it. It's just time-wise, I got behind very fast, and then I kind of lost interest in it, and I haven't been able to catch back up. Season two was really great. It was, it was... I wanted to love this show. Like, the first episode, I was like, okay, I'm on board. I'm ready. And then... I just got a little burnt out on it. We binged it a little bit. and You didn't really get down on the Vandal Savage storyline. I wasn't getting down on that storyline. I was getting really tired of it because they dragged it out the entire season. It was a long season. Well, and, and they introduced the slow romance of Hawkman and Hawk Girl, and that kind of took over everything else. Right. The CW has a problem with inserting so much cheesy romance that it takes away from, like, the plot. I don't think I agree with that. I know you don't, but I just, I just, I don't know. (laughs) I'm a 30 year old woman watching shows that are typically targeted for a different demographic and I still love it. Yeah. And I get down on it and we watch it and I don't not want to watch it, you know, but I will say that even in the crossover tonight, there was some, there was some cheesiness. Well, let's start at the beginning. We're going to go through all two nights all four shows mm-hmm. break down what was going on. We're going to start at Supergirl. Uh, spoiler alert, I was actually a couple episodes behind on Supergirl, so some stuff that has happened in that show got spoiled for me. Yeah, definitely, uh, because I am very behind. I think I've seen maybe two episodes of Supergirl ever. I think you've seen the crossovers. I've stuffs. only ever seen the crossovers uh, because I watch The Flash and Arrow. Those are the ones that I watch. Yeah, but I mean, you also watched the Supergirl crossover when Flash went over. 
Yeah, because the Flash was in it. That's why I watched it. Uh, And then the musical last year, they brought... uh, Yet another crossover with the Flash. Yep. Uh, So now we have this big event. Kara is sad because I guess Monel is back. At the end of season two, she sends him away. I won't tell you why or what's going on, but she... Without wanting to, has to send Monel away, and it's heartbreaking. It's one of the saddest moments in TV. Genuinely, it it, it hit me in the feels, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're you just feel for Kara. You're just like, oh, this sucks so bad. So now he's back, but for him, time I can guarantee you has changed because he was displaced in space and time. So when he comes back, it's been many years for him, and it's only been six months for Kara. So it's still okay. fresh. Well, I haven't seen any of Supergirl, so I didn't know what the hell was going on with and that storyline. I'm guessing that Monel, in the long time that he was away, which seemed like I said for Kara was a very short time, long time for him, must have found someone got married or was put into a forced marriage, or you don't know. We I haven't. I like I said, I'm a behind now on Supergirl, so I'll have to catch up this week to really know everything that's going on. But Supergirl, this episode didn't focus on the sadness that was Monel, because right out the gate, boom. This was all about the crossover. Every every episode of it was one continuous story, like watching a movie, and it didn't differentiate between, oh, clearly right now I'm watching Supergirl, or clearly right now I'm watching Arrow. Or... Which last year they did. Last yeah, year they, they did. kind of compartmentalized Which it. I didn't really dig because I wasn't into the show yet. You know, I wasn't yeah. into Supergirl or whatever, so I, it was hard for me to really care about their storylines and then... Instead of thinking like, oh, just watch The Flash, you know. It's kind of two years in a row, though, that Kara's been the bad guy in the crossover. Because mm-hmm. last year she got her powers turned on the team. Yeah, I remember and, that. And was shooting at them and yeah, stuff. That was, uh, I think that was... the Dominators. Was that the first episode of Supergirl I watched? N- no. First episode of Supergirl you watched was the Flash crossover. Right. I'm talking about the Dominator crossover where... The Dominators were controlling some of the team and making like Arrow and Flash. Oh fight yeah, them. that's and right. Some of the legends were fighting them, and I think Laurel was still around at that time last year. I don't. I remember. feel like we watch a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. No, because season six <laughs> kicked off last year with them, or season five last year kicked off with them unveiling the statue for Laurel. Right and and, and the right, right, and the right. new team is built, mm-hmm. so that's that crossover did not have her. So now this year you've got a whole different setup. It kicks off in Nazi Germany, by the way, in some form of Germany or Nazi somewhere. Right, Earth X, Earth X, as it were. Nazi. Yeah, uh, Earth X is a, a totally different Earth, as we've come to find out. There are fifty three alternate Earths in the universe. One through fifty two. Right, and, and then, then there's X. and then there's Planet X, which is a place so terrible they can't even give it a name because it's the one universe where the Nazis did win World War II, right? And they ended up controlling everything, right? And in this uh, alternate or in this you know alternate dystopia of uh, Nazis, Kara is the general. Spoiler alert! Oh, spoiler alert! It's okay. Well, we're yes. talking about this. Yeah, we're, we're talking be about spoiling it. Obviously, it. we're spoiling it. But I just wanted to say it aloud for good call. Good the call. fools who Sorry. are not paying attention, they're like, "What super? Oh no, they spoil you know, <laughs> dicks." Okay, so back to it. Uh, yeah, Kara is. Go ahead. Kara is like the general. Yeah. And then her husband is the Fuhrer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all these different, you know, doppelganger. You got the doppelgangers. You got Nazis. You got it all. This crossover had it all. So it starts off uh, after they are were in on Earth X. 
you see Guardian X, which is, I guess, what you'd call him, which is James Olsen from Supergirl, fighting um, with the Dark Arrow, Dark Archer. I don't know what they called him. I don't think they ever gave him an official name other than the Fuhrer. The Fuhrer. But... Uh, in in this planet... Are you going to say... No, go ahead. Oh, well, on this planet, um, the Archer is actually... Oliver Queen. Yes. Uh, and he's, and he's married to uh, Kara, su- evil Supergirl. Which is a totally unexpected pairing of, yeah. of the thing. And even Kara's like, oh, we're married. No offense. <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, we are there. He fights the Guardian. He kills the Guardian. Later, you see his helmet in the central room where they have the big teleport. Mm-hmm. You can see Guardian's helmet just sitting there like a trophy. It's a little Easter egg, I, I noticed. Uh, but from there we go to Iris telling Barry that they have a problem. Okay, I took, I had a problem with this whole opening sequence of the crossover. I found it really annoying that while the Flash is having this big battle and is, you know, fighting and whatever, she has to like phone in and say, oh my God, not everybody's RSVP'd for our wedding. What are we going to do? And he's like, um, I'm a little busy right now. And she's like being a dumb fucking bitch about it. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you have to think that I think Joe says it best when he makes the toast at Jitters uh, that they've just done this so long together and with such trust. Once Iris found out who Barry really was and became a part of the team, they've had to just trust each other through every crazy thing that's been happening. Savitar, Zoom, now DeVoe. Like it's, it's, it, so here she's just phoning in going, honey, here's a little side piece of information. We don't have everybody's RSVP yet. And it's kind of the important people we want to have at the RSVP. Well, what does she want him to do about that in that moment? Well, Why is that so important that she needs to call in while he's battling what? and like potentially like get him hurt or then distract him with stupid wedding stuff. Well, he's he's fine. I don't like that the CW I'm sorry, but I don't like that the CW is making uh the women like this. They even did it with Felicity because then they cut to the scene where Oliver is battling and then she calls and says, Oh my gosh, are we gonna go to the wedding? I know you're busy right now, but we should probably talk about this <laughs> and he's like battling ninjas and it becomes like an ongoing joke. But they're non threatening bad guys. You I gotta know, think King I Shark know. you know, Barry just... has beat King Shark twice now, so it's not anything he has to worry about. Fighting King Shark is easy. Oliver versus some basic ass ninjas, he fucking got trained by the League of Assassins. Basic ass ninjas don't have anything on Oliver Queen, you know? I just think that it made the the women look um, very cliche. Well, but not all the women said everything because I'm pretty sure that didn't Professor Stein say about the RSVPing when they did went to the Legends? Yeah, and they're like equating his bumbling character to being a woman. I don't think so. I think you're reading too deep into it. I'm reading it too deep into because it because Supergirl is such about women's empowerment. Like, if listen, you watch I know, show. I understand that, and there were scenes where they tried to make up for it in this crossover where Felicity and Iris try to save the day and are ultimately like foiled. Again and again. I think everybody tried to say the everybody day in tried to say the day. I guess my point is is that there was just so many characters. There were so many different um, storylines and plot points that were all going on at once that I just felt like a lot of this the romance stuff was just too much. Like there was just too much for it to be relevant in this big crisis of a storyline. And I feel like I know what you're gonna say already, <laughs> but. I think it was just a little a little too much cheese. It was a little too much. 
but if you with don't, the romance. Listen, all I'm going to say is this. If it's the real end of the world, okay, let's be real talk right now. Mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un has just hit the button to fire a nuke, right? Mm-hmm. And we've only got X amount of time here. You think all romance on earth is going to go away? No. No, and I don't mean it like that. I mean, there's just like a lot of petty things that aren't important, like wedding details and RSVPs and all of these things. And throughout the whole show, it was just like, and then, oh my God. And then this this storyline with the sister, Supergirl's sister. Oh, Alex Danvers. Yeah, she ends up having a one night stand with, of course, the only other beautiful lesbian on the show, Sarah. And it's just like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they were trying so hard on this on this I, crossover. I disagree. I think that the thing that makes these shows so great is they're not afraid to take those chances. It has to become normalized. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. Those aren't take. That wasn't taking a chance. I feel like it's just like predictable. The whole thing was just like, okay, well, of course that was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The but, whole thing was just a little predictable. Okay, okay. I mean, it was great, solid entertainment. I loved watching it. The whole thing was enjoyable. It was just now I'm nitpicking. Okay, well, let's, let's talk through it Supergirl. It could have been let's better. Let's actually talk through what happens in Supergirl. Okay. And and not complain about RSVPs all day because that is just... I'm just making a point. But it's just one tiny, tiny part of this whole thing because there's a lot of... like It's weird because I feel like when, I start, when we started this today uh, with Supergirl... By the time we got to Legends of Tomorrow, I feel like the show, like the shows as a collective, the one giant episode that we watched essentially evolved from like one kind of a story, which was kind of cute and bubbly, to like the realest shit you can have. And it and it put real stakes and things changed and they did things that were maybe a little bit daring. You know, they had to take some risks with this crossover and I think it paid off. Uh, to continue on Supergirl... We get to have a toast moment with, uh, it's like the superheroes of this world all together united for Barry and Iris, and Joe has some nice words, talks about Cecile, mm-hmm. and uh, what did you think about that scene? <clears throat> um, I thought it was sweet. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, there, The CW really knows how to... Pull in the heartstrings and turn on the waterworks. A little bit. I think that if I'm comp- if if we're gonna have any complaints about this, the only thing I complain about with the CW shows is the choices of music. Ugh. I think they I do. Know, right? whole, I think that's okay. Okay. It, I think they just do a really bad job of like um, it, they pick like the worst kind of sappy songs. Mm-hmm. If there could be some really good genuine songs they pick that make a moment, mm-hmm. and they just go. Nah, we'll pick this super poppy, super sappy, over-the-top song, which is fine, whatever, that's your choice. Uh, we get to the wedding of Barry and Iris. Finally. And... After many, many moons of watching The Flash, the moment has finally arrived. We're going to get Iris West Allen. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to be real, damn it. <laughs> We've got the whole... Everybody's here. Alex Danvers is embarrassed. She's had this one night stand with Sarah Lance, which there was some hilariousness between those two. You know, uh, Alex almost acts like she's just like, oh, lovely, lovely, lovely day for a wedding. Uh, well, this is, the weather's so nice. And then Sarah's just like, is your butt okay? Like, <laughs> straight up asks her that. And then like, you're just like, damn, that's some kind of a question to ask a person. And then she follows it up with, I heard you fall out of bed this morning. So then Kara is immediately like, 
oh, you did not, you dog. And then she's like, oh, I did, like, three times. Yeah, but then she started panicking and was well, like, yeah, I've never had a one-night stand before. Well, and, It's morally wrong, and, even though she's a killer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Chill with that. Okay. So, listen. In Supergirl, the actual show, right? Mm-hmm. Alex Danvers is a very, very important character. She has been through some crazy shit. She had a fiance who was a female whose father was like a homophobe. And they had a really dark episode that was really hard to watch. Okay. It was like intense. And Alex Danvers has mad respect for me. So her characterization and what she's going through with this one night stand has nothing to do with it being a fucking one night stand. It has everything to do with the fact that she is still madly in love with the woman she just told to leave. Mm -hmm. And she does not know how to exist outside of that. And she's hurting. You know, she's hurting. And she didn't want to do that, but she got trashed. And she got smashed. And then she smashed while she was trashed. You know, and, and and that's that. So the wedding doesn't go as planned, though. Never does. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you finally, you finally think that you're uh, going to see them get married, and then Nazis. Yeah, that was. I did not see that coming. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, the the Earth Xers show up. And they fry the priest. <laughs> yeah. And he's gone. I think that guy, I feel like I read, it was not a spoiler, but I read that the guy that was the priest mm-hmm. was like some TV superhero back in the day. Mm. Like the real American superhero or something. I have something. no idea who he was. I thought he looked familiar from something, but I have no I idea. I don't know what that show was called. I feel like I should look it up. Yeah, so he was toast, like right at the part where they say, does anybody have any objections? Oh, and then he gets shot through the heart. Of course they do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that changes things because now all of a sudden... <laughs> now all of a sudden, Nazis. Well, but not only Nazis, the whole wedding party just watched Barry literally stop bullets from hitting them. Mm-hmm. Which they completely just was like, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Oh, did you wipe their memories? Oh, yeah. But that's the thing they've been doing on Legends, though. Well, like I said, I haven't co- been seeing Legends. To cover But the- they just made it like, they just glossed over it. Like, oh, yeah, I wiped their memories. No big deal. Because that's um, to explain with what they've been doing with season three of Legends, with the time anachronisms when they solve it in order to keep people from knowing what they actually witnessed, which... Uh, the the great first episode of this season of Legends, they 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 use this, but they have to wipe their memories to prevent them from knowing that history was almost altered. Right. So that's just a thing that's kind of commonplace. And I guess for you, and this is a good way to look at this right now, you're not uh, caught up on Legends, mm-hmm. and it affected how you watch these crossovers. Yeah. So it's good to note that if someone was jumping into this, not seeing a certain show it may actually affect how they view the whole crossover i really agree because i could give two shits about any of the characters on supergirl because i don't watch supergirl and (laughs) but it was still you know enjoyable to watch in the in the series in the crossover tonight yeah so uh cisco gets knocked out and during the thing Mm -hmm. uh cara almost gets taken out they capture. We don't see Cisco for the whole episode. Like he's just like he doesn't come back till episode three, I think. Right? He's out for like all of that. episode two. Yeah, I thought and so. Actually, I Maybe think he came he's... back at the end. 
Because he doesn't wait. They wait. They wake him up in the cell. Yeah, he's in the cell. So, so that's after they've all been captured. Yeah, which we'll get. We'll get to that yeah, shortly. Uh, <laughs> we're still talking about Supergirl. So the the wedding party fights. They they capture Prometheus, which I was just like, oh my god, there's a Prometheus on Earth X. This Who's is one crazy. of the bad. Yeah, one of the bad guys is. They all show up and it's. Go ahead. Well, and we'll, well, we'll get to that once once we jump to Arrow. Before that, though, they uh, lock him up in the holding cells in Star, At Star Labs. Labs. Yeah, and it's like Barry and Iris haven't been married yet. Now, I want to real quick talk about the girl at the wedding. Do you remember the little girl at the wedding? Oh, I totally forgot about her. She's going to be coming up in something. I just know it. Well, there was a, a, a waitress at the the wedding ceremony that was being like very familiar with Barry. I like have a theory. Knew. Do you want to hear my theory? Is it their daughter? It's one of their grandkids from the distant future. That's why she's so nervous. And she's saying, and she's like remember so to say to be I there. do, because yeah. she's trying to make sure that they get married at that moment. I don't know. And, well, I'm... I'm I have no idea who she is, and that wasn't... Was that... That wasn't resolved, was it? Well, it won't be. I don't think it won't right. be. It won't be resolved at least until deeper in this season or maybe next season. Right. Uh, but she's very jittery to talk to Barry. I told you, she looked a lot like a crossover between Barry and Iris if they were to have offspring, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I'm looking it up right now. Waitress from Crossover... Yeah, because I'm trying, because uh, there have been some, okay, yeah, see, this is, uh, I'm pulling up the first article. This is from Bustle.com. I've never used Bustle, so hopefully this isn't bad. The ceremony's about to kick off, and a mysterious cater waitress makes a beeline for Barry. Their awkward conversation only lasts for a few minutes, but she keeps offering him water that he doesn't appear to want. That sounds harmless, but the fact that she won't take no for an answer means one of two things. One, she's really bad for it taking no for an answer. Two, that there was something in the water. I don't know about that. This is somebody has no idea. That's what someone's conjecture, about. I think. Yeah. yeah, she seemed like she could definitely be a potential time traveler. See, I think it's Don Allen, which is one of the tornado twins. I do believe. Oh shit. Uh, could also be Jenny Ognatz. I don't know who that is, but uh, let's see. In the comics, Don Allen is the sister of Don Allen. D-O-N, Allen is the son. Mm-hmm. D-A-W-N Don and Don. Uh-huh, is the daughter. And together they make up the super speedster duo known as the Tornado Twins. Conceived towards the end of Barry's life, well, his pre-crisis life on Infinite Earth's life, he came back later. The pair lived in the 30th century and were part of the Legion of Superheroes, which they have teased in Supergirl, and they also teased it in Flash a couple seasons ago. Hmm, Okay. Uh, because plausible. of because of Barry because of Barry's death in the crisis, they never knew their father and were often depicted as jealous of Wally West, who got to have Barry as kind of a surrogate dad. Um, but so that's a possibility. Hmm. Uh, and then of course they they talk about Don and Don, but they don't talk about Jenny Ognatz. That's okay. We were talking about Prometheus being at Star Labs, and then you went to Angel City. Uh, well, I wanted to bring up the waitress before we left Supergirl and jumped our way into Arrow, which was part two of night one. Yeah. They moved Arrow from Thursdays to Monday this one night, and we kick off with, who is this Prometheus on Earth X? It's our good friend Tommy. That was shocking to me. I, was I wasn't expecting, expecting Tommy either. I was expecting alternate Oliver. As Prometheus. 
Yeah, because I didn't know that it was going to be like straight up doppelganger thing. I thought maybe it was just like different characters, you know, like I was just, yeah, that's where my mind went. So who, okay, just out of curiosity, before the reveal of who the Dark Archer was, were, were you thinking that might have been like Malcolm Merlin or? Yeah, but then I got confused because I didn't know what the fuck was going yeah, on. Yeah, you know, it's weird because I it, I was confused if it was actually Prometheus 2 for a minute. Like, I'm like, am I seeing that right? Like, right. It was a little bit difficult to depict. And then, No, but it was Tommy from season one of Arrow. And man, they... Uh, they went for it. They pulled a really Savage. card, a really dark card out here on Oliver. He has to talk to a version of his friend. Who's dead. Who, yeah, who he watched die in his arms. So and he's talking to his doppelganger from Planet X. And he is just like pulling, he's trying to pull at Tommy's heartstrings to say like, you can be a good guy and we can, you can join our side and you don't have to be a Nazi anymore. And he's like, that's just the way of life, man. <laughs> you don't that's have just, to be a Nazi anymore. Exactly. Like, you don't, you don't really, that's true. That should be the episode title. You don't have to be a Nazi anymore. Uh <laughs> <laughs> maybe not i don't know yeah. but uh he's he's talking and tommy seems like he's buying into this philosophy for a minute like but they'll kill my family but they'll this but they'll that all these like like scared responses that you right. would expect and use that to prove a point and then he turns on a dime mm -hmm. and he's just like you you're weak naivete would not be it would be more charming if it, if you weren't so weak if your weaknesses weren't so on the surface of who you are Right. You wear your heart on your sleeve, Oliver, and it's obvious. And then, boom, he eats a cyanide tooth and kills himself. Yeah. And just... Dark. He just has no... So Oliver had to watch his best friend die again, again. Or at least a version of his best friend die again. Yeah, and that was really, really dark. This episode is still dealing with a lot of the different fallouts. You've got Cisco, who's knocked out. They say he has a concussion. He'll be on a while. Mm -hmm. Wally is tasked to take Joe... Joe. And Cecile to probably Keystone, maybe somewhere else. Somewhere just safe. Far the fuck away yeah. from what's Getting going them on out now. Of harm's way. Uh, We've had some fun uh, banter between uh, Killer, well, not Killer Frost, but between Caitlin Snow and uh, what's that dude's name, Rory? Oh yeah, um, fire, uh, Heat Wave. Heat Wave. Yeah, he, yeah. They uh, have some funny moments together talking about uh, her Killer Frost side, which she seems to have under control now. You know, we forgot from Supergirl. Hmm. That Cisco and Wells made that special uh, vial. Oh shit, we did forget about for that. For Martin and Jax. Yeah, for uh, for them to cure themselves of firestorm, of firestorm, and separate from each other, so that way, you know, Marty can can go to retirement. Yeah, and 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 he'll live a good life. Um, he wants to be with his family. He wants to leave the team. Jax clearly wants to stay on the Wave Runner and be a legend. Of course, I mean. And Martin like tries to devise a way to uh, come up with like some superhero serum for him to take to get superpowers. But it would just make him sticky to walls. Yeah, some horrible <laughs> shitty Spider Man version. I just imagined like super sticky man somebody throwing jacks and him just sticking to a wall like one of those sticky hands. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the slap those, hands. The sl yeah, those yeah, yeah. slap hands from when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so that was an important plot point. We didn't want to miss that. So back to Arrow. The the second episode is them tracking down where Overgirl is, which they don't know who it is. But at the end of episode one with Supergirl, there is the reveal that it is Oliver, it is Kara from Earth X, and Aobard from, from Earth, Earth one. one. Okay, shockingly. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, he what can't the escape fuck? him. So, He'll never go away. I feel like that, uh, like genuinely, I was. In my head going, 
how the fuck does Aobard survive? Eddie killed himself. Then the time remnant of Aobard outran Black Flash in season two of Legends. That's the whole story. Right. Is the is is Aobard trying to escape his death and the fallout from Flashpoint? Okay, mm-hmm. so we're all tying all it's it's all wrapped around. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, Aobard with Wells's face is back. Right? right. So my thought is, what if he created a ton of time remnants of himself at some point? And sent them to various parts of time. That would make sense. So it's it's essentially the same one Aobard, but it's just different alternate versions of himself that he ran back and forth in time to create. Because all you'd have to do is, okay, so you're in, like, we're, here, where we want to go? We're, like, here in time. Mm-hmm. And then. He's wh- making a graph. What you do is <laughs> you would go back in time here, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you would go just a bit forward in time before you got to this one mm-hmm. and you'd pick yourself off your timeline and bring him back here. So now you've got two there and you would just keep doing that along your own timeline. Damn. Jumping forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And you could create Aobards. an infinite army of Aobards within seconds. <laughs> and that's a terrifying thing, right? Yeah. So Aobard, you know, uh, we, we talk about this now because there is the reveal that in Arrow that Aobard... Ali and Kara are who they say they are to Barry to uh, Ali and Kara. That's so weird to say. Yeah. But the Earth Xers are their counterparts except for Aobard and Barry are opposite, which I love that they didn't make it Barry again. Could have been Savitar part two. Yeah, that would have been too much. Too Too much emo, uh, too much emo Barry. Emo Barry, Jesus, that was the worst. The way they make Grant Gustin look emo is just by combing his hair down and that means he's all like brooding. Yeah, like Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Don't want to talk about that. But Aobard, (laughs) I loved that the Wells characterization, he was a little bit more sinister this time around. Yeah. Like he was a little savage. Yes. Unhinged. It was all that time on Earth X. Mm-hmm. He kind of got to his brain and fucked him yeah, up a little bit, you know. Uh, but I love that actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's so great. He plays so many different versions. Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, Tom Cavanaugh. He plays so many different versions of Wells, and I love it every iteration. Yeah, he continuously re- recreates and reinvents himself, and I love that about that character. Mm-hmm. I think that if they I-I-P-H-I. actually, if they actually kill Wells off now that from Earth to Wells. That'll be a, a a hit, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Though. Yeah, correct. We win. also haven't seen Jesse Quick in a while. By the way, she's on Earth Three protecting it. Well, didn't they break up? But they got back. I don't remember. There was like some weird drama. I don't remember how that ended. Um, they broke up, and he like. But didn't she just? Didn't he just go and see her, and then that was why he was away in earlier part of this season? My God, I don't know. That I I can't remember. It's yeah. all. It's all. I don't know. It's all blurring together. So there's the reveal. We know Earth oh. One Aobard. Yeah. We also forgot, we neglected to mention that um, on the romance side, um, Oliver proposed to Felicity at the end oh, of yeah. Supergirl. And she said or no. The, or or in, during Supergirl. And she said no because she didn't want to be married, but she still wants to be with him. Yeah, and I think that when we find out her reason, which she explains at the end of all of this, it's a viable reason, you know. The last time her and Ollie got married mm-hmm. or tried to get married, she was paralyzed. If you'll remember, she, yeah, got, she got shot, shot. and was paralyzed. Right. So uh, she just doesn't want to lose him and doesn't want that moment 
to happen again. Right. And he doesn't understand. He's taking it personally. Like, well, why do, why does she want to be with me but not marry me? And and for her, it's a trigger. It's a thing that's bringing up all these things that have happened Right, but this is the CW, and they can't be grownups about it and just say that. They have to, like, pussyfoot around it and make it a big ordeal and a big scene at the engagement party. But, but she, she yells, tr- no, I won't marry you. Well, she was trying to make it not a big deal because she's saying, like, I'm down to be with you and to, to be committed to you and to but never... But she never gave him an actual reason why... She didn't want to marry him, and that's all he wanted. Yeah, and he's like, I'm physically incapable of talking about anything else right now. Yeah. Like, we need to figure Why this out. Why wouldn't he be? Uh, so then when we get to, in, in Arrow, when we get to the face-off, we've got the three Earth Xers versus our team and, mm-hmm. and some of the legends. Uh, I loved that you've got Barry and Kara standing there. And then all of a sudden you see this motorcycle. And then Ollie jumps off and he goes, one thing, super speed. I don't have it. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. so like, They're just on, like yeah. whistling, waiting for him to arrive. Like, oh shit, that's right. He's not a meta. <laughs> like it, if it matters that much, come pick me up a little bit earlier. Like, you can fly, <laughs> right, Cara, right. you can hold fly my way. Uh, it's not that bad. Or Barry, run me there super fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this so goes. battle ensues. Yeah, this goes off the rails super quick, though, because there's all of a sudden... Bad Supergirl shoots uh, her her beams of light out of her eyes and tries to destroy a building with a bunch of construction workers working on it at night. Yep. And so the heroes have to go save the day, in which case the assailants leave. They escape. They escape with what they came to steal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they broke into the lab to steal some prism things so that way they can, like replicate the red sun or some shit. They're trying to dampen Kara's powers. Right. They're we tra- don't they're, know why they're ste- They stole something to use as a weapon for later on in the crossover. So they're trying, the, the Arrowverse team is trying to crack the code and put everything in place to figure out where they're hiding out on Earth. They have to be hiding somewhere, right? And they figure it out and it's this, uh, this shipping dock. McGuire shipping, I think, is what I saw on there. And they show up, except for it's only Kara, and it's only Aobard. No Dark Ollie. He's nowhere. And there's a bunch of Nazis. And they start battling, and there's all these battles, and all this stuff is going on. And there's still no Ollie. And then at Star Labs, where you have Rory and... Iris. Iris and Felicity. Cisco. They're all hanging out. Caitlin. Caitlin. And here comes Ollie. Dark Earth X Ollie. Mm-hmm. And he fucks it all up. I mean, he uh, ends up putting everybody who is in there, including the Arrow team who tries to come and save the day. Uh, he puts them all in the cells down. In oh, yeah, Mr. Under- Terrific and Dinah. And- yep, and Wild Dog. Wild Dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they all show yeah, up. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Felicity and Iris av- avoided capture um, initially enough to send a distress signal to whomever, whatever legends are still out there. Like it was citizen steel was out there. The Maya, Adam. ISIS, Adam. Yeah. Uh, they sent an SOS it. message to, to the legends and then they were captured. Yeah. Uh, and the starting of the plan going awry really happens because while they are captured in star labs, Oliver, Barry and company, have been soundly defeated by the Earth X crew and tied down where Metello shows up and renders them unconscious with his green beam from his chest. I'm not sure what that did, 
But the next thing we know, when we get to the Flash, they're on Earth X. They were transported to a concentration camp on Earth X. Yeah, uh, that was dark to to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, we jump right into that in the episode. Oh, and who? Guess who shows up as a uh, the head honcho in charge of the concentration camp? <gasps> Quentin Lance. Mm-hmm. It was kind of awesome to see him play that role. Yeah, he was so good. He was a good villain, and he had an interesting interaction with uh, Sarah. Yeah. His do- his. Doppelganger daughter. Doppelganger daughter. Right? Doppeldaughter. Sure, why not? Sure. So they have to try to devise a plan to escape this concentration camp and get back home. One, uh, one thing I want to mention, one. I loved this uh, because, uh, and I was just, I was talking about this earlier, the awareness and the normality and normativity of people's sexualities needs to be a thing. Mm-hmm. The, the Like, not just in America, in general, this world you should be able to live your life how you choose, you know, as long as it's not like harmful to little children or to, you know, being... As long as you're not hurting anybody. Exactly. As long as there's no malintent, you should be allowed to love who you're going to love. And I love that uh, the underfuhrer Lance, I don't know what we'd call him, (laughs) underfuhrer or whatever, but uh, he asks Sarah, like, why did you align yourself with these people? And instead of saying, like, because I'm a legend. Because he's a Nazi. Yeah, because he's a Nazi. In this version, he's a Nazi. uh, She says, because I like men and women. And then, like, he's like, oh, I had a daughter just like you. Like he's t- and then he because he, he, he knows that they're the doppelgangers. Exactly. He's in charge of what's going on. Exactly. Um, they get led to the slaughter. They're going yeah. to die. Yeah, it was very sad to watch. It reminded me of some Holocaust. You know, Schindler's List yeah. type stuff. It reminded me of some sad stuff. There was some guy that was in the prison camp with him with a pink triangle, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he says he loved somebody that he loved the wrong person. Yeah, he really, he loved the wrong person because he was gay. He was mm-hmm. in the camp. Uh, they are led out of the camp. They've got the dampeners around their neck, powering damp power dampeners, including the guy with the pink triangle. We must mention now he's kind of which I hadn't noticed until they were like right about to face the firing squad. I was like, wait, he's got one, right? Yeah. And so he's with this group and right when the firing squad is at like ready aim, boom, Captain Cold, what? Out of nowhere. But it's not Captain Cold. It's actually Citizen Cold. Different version of Captain Cold. It's Planet Earth X's version of Leonard Snart. Correct. Uh, he is a super good guy. I loved in this version. I loved his. Uh, I love this version of him way better better than the previous. Guess iteration what? Of this him. version of him is joining Legends for a couple episodes. That would be great. I'd yeah. be okay the, with it. The mid season finale will have him. And it ties into what you were just talking about with the openly gay characters on TV. Correct and normalizing it uh, because this version, Citizen Cold is there to save the Ray, who is the guy with the pink triangle, right. who has powers because he is the Ray, and can glow super bright and throw like light beams at people, which yeah. is crazy. He's actually from Earth-1, and right. he's on Earth-X. We never find out why. Right. I think you find out why on the CW Seed show, because there's like a cartoon version of this that they had already done, oh. like a lead-up to what was going on. I haven't watched it yet because I don't have CW Seed, but... uh. So, like, Leo Snart, not Leonard Snart, Leo. Yeah, he comes and saves the day. Because the Ray is his his boyfriend, husband, fiance, whatever. Lover. You want, lover, yeah, whatever sure. you want to call Partner. it. And um, they have some cute interactions. I love. And they're like resistance fighters. Exactly. And I loved what Leonard said to, uh, or Leo said to, was it Barry? 
like i really like your suit or like who made oh, your suit? Yeah. you know like he's getting all fashion like, oh, did you make it yourself yeah he's getting yeah. all fashionista on him there was some good comic relief in uh this show amidst all the tension and intensity i absolutely agree they did a good job of putting some comic levity in there to they kind did. of to mix it up they did their best um cw did their best i'm happy with it so the legends and team arrow and team flash the the main heroes of the groups um they escape doom the resistance fighters of citizen cold and the ray bring them into the resistance mm-hmm. where finn or when sorry not finn when from supergirl is the general Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a, a dick. He's a dick. Uh, which is sad because I love him he's on Supergirl. He's just fighting for his people. He is. He's he's only concerned about ending the war, uh, which his family and the family before him and family before him fought. Right, because, because they've been living this since the forties. Yeah, the Nazi reality since the forties. Right. You know, they're fighting their great their grandfather's war and their grandfather's war. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. They hear that Wynn wants to blow up their way home. Right. And that's a very important thing. thing. The breach, correct. The breach. Yeah, so the whole point of the um, the resistance fighters, as I'm just going to call them, <laughs> um, they are aware that the Fuhrer, which is alternate Ollie, and su- evil Supergirl are not on Earth-X anymore. They're on Earth-1 wreaking havoc. And doing what they want and whatever. So they think that this is the perfect time to end the war by cutting off these people's way of getting home. And um, that would in turn cut our heroes off from getting home. And uh, Alex tries to talk to Wen and say like, look, on my earth, you and my sister are best friends and you would do anything to save her. And she's saved your ass so many times. Of course, this is not their win. Right. This is not Earth 19 win or whatever. This is Earth X's X. win. So he sucks. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. so he shuts him down. And then the Ray, after accepting the orders and having a conversation with Leo, mm-hmm. which was another amazing little moment, uh, they decide that they're going to talk to Win and they get Win to change his mind. He's going to let Ollie and company go try to escape before they blow the it up. Before they blow it up, right? And they send fighters there. Now, while this is happening in the Flash, on Earth, on our Earth 1, Supergirl is under this big prism. She's losing power steadily. They are preparing to cut her heart out and give it to Overgirl so Overgirl can live because she flew too close to the sun. That was the whole point. That's the whole reason why this is happening, which we haven't discussed yet. Correct. Go ahead. Take it away. Uh, yeah, so Supergirl or Overgirl has, is dying because she either flew too close to the sun on She's Earth X. too much sun radiation or whatever. And, and Red sunlight. When she dies, because she stored all of that in her cells, she can create a supernova. Right. So it's like a dual purpose thing. They don't want to create a supernova. Also, they don't want her to die because... Earth X Ollie loves her. They're married. He's trying to do anything to save her. Obviously, Aobard is listening to them because he's working with them mm-hmm. and trying to help. He's going to be the doc for this. They, you know, they're weakening Supergirl and then to Yeah, they're go- trying to weaken Supergirl enough to actually cut into her body, which is, you know, impenetrable or whatever, yep. and take her heart out and do a heart transplant so the evil Supergirl can live to rule another day. 
Yeah, and hopefully they can another enslave day. another Earth, too. Right, they want to take over Earth 1. Uh, which is crazy to think about the possibilities there. So we jump back to Earth X. We have the team. They're deciding. They're going in. They're going to essentially trick the everybody by making our Earth 1 Ollie the Fuhrer. Yeah, they dress up in uh, some soldiers' costumes and infiltrate the, the breach location. Which was really super smart mm-hmm. until we get earth x's felicity what did you think about that i yeah well i figured that uh earth x lance was gonna realize that it wasn't the the fuhrer that it was our ollie and um i thought it was a little predictable with bringing in earth x's version of felicity like i don't know but she was uh i mean the same kind of felicity she's always been trying to help the lesser off I know, but she was in it for what um, two min, one minute of the whole thing, and it was just like that was. Well, that was they, they could have done it a different way. They didn't need to do that. Well, it, it was, was just playing to his Oliver's weakness. Correct, which they knew. Right. I mean, they they bought into that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know they they trick him. He doesn't have a loaded gun. He turns. He tries to shoot uh, Quentin Lance's character from Earth X. That doesn't work. All hell breaks loose. Ollie's fighting. Everybody's fighting. It's getting crazy. They have to hotwire the breach power on and then pull the lever to actually open the Firestorm portal. Firestorm has to do that. Well, they Firestorm has took it upon themselves to do that. Mm-hmm. Martin and Jax are going to do this. and They want to try to open this breach by hotwiring the broken control that was damaged amidst the mayhem. Stein says, hey, we should split up. Jax is like, I don't think that's a good idea, but okay. I trust you. You've always said what we should do, and it always works out. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it work out? Well, because you're in Nazi, you're in Nazi land, so of course things are going to go awry. Right. And Martin was talking about his retirement a little bit too much during this whole crossover. Yeah. Or, yeah. And uh, uh, so, spoiler alert: as he's running to go open the breach, Martin gets shot in the back by a Nazi. And I again did not see that coming. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I, I did. really didn't. Because he was, le- he Victor Garber was leaving the show. Well, yeah, I knew he was at some point leaving the show, but I would expect that they would. And have it would make be- sense that if they were going to need to have a casualty, it would be the person who was leaving the show. Well, so I knew that was coming. Okay, up. fair enough. And he would, like I said, he was talking about, oh, I'm going to have so much fun in my retirement. I'm going to finally be the husband I want and the the dad that I never was. Uh, no. Well, you got to think. Well, I actually don't think you know this, but in season two of Legends, that daughter is a new thing. I did know that. Uh, she doesn't exist, and then she does. So Didn't that happen uh, during a crossover event of some sort? N- oh, yeah. They introduced her last season during mm-hmm. the crossover. I forgot about that. Yeah. I remember. Um, <laughs> I'm oh, sure, sure I remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he gets shot, and you called it. You were like, Jax is going to go, you know, merge become firestorm and merge with him and he did Mm -hmm. and then they they took him back to gideon to try to see what was going to happen before that though uh because now we're jumping into legends oh shit sorry it's okay i'm jumping ahead they end with so much happened they end with gray on the ground shot and and we don't know what's going on, you know, and what's going to happen. Right. And then Supergirl might be getting cut into. And that's it's how like they ended it. All this tension. Oh, we don't want to forget uh, that uh, Iris and Felicity turned the power off in Star Labs. Mm-hmm. And 
when they made their SOS call and then she like turned the power off so that way they couldn't finish the procedure of cutting out Kara's heart. Correct. And one thing I loved is Reverse Flash pins her to the wall and is about to Cisco her like season one Wells, you know, and put mm-hmm. his hand through her heart with, you know, no second thoughts. And Supergirl stumble bumbles out and it's just like, don't hurt anybody. If you're going to hurt someone, it's going to be me. Give him the code. Now, she gives off a string of words and numbers. Mm-hmm. There's an Easter egg in that word, those words and numbers. What is it? She says Ed and then Jonas. Ed, guess what Tom Cavanaugh starred in? The TV show Ed, right? Was that, what was that, what was that show he was on? I don't fucking know. No, didn't Tom Cavanaugh have that show Ed? I don't know. I'm going to look that up right now. I, you're going to know it as soon as you see it because it was something from like the 90s. <laughs> okay. Let me pull it up. <laughs> Give me a hot second here, folks. Okay. Um, you can, uh, if you want to start talking a little bit about um, what's going on uh, with Gideon and Firestorm. Yeah, starting with So we're with starting Legends. with yeah. Legends. Okay, so yeah. the final uh, installment of this crossover was uh, the Legends time slot. And we left off with uh, them, you know, they, they turn the power back on because Felicity gives them the code. Um, they're going to try and do this procedure again to try to weaken her and cut through her heart or whatever. Okay, let me see. You're pointing something to me. Ed. I don't know what the fuck You never Ed saw is. Ed. It was a TV no. show in 2000 to 2004. I watched several episodes of it. It had Tom Cavanaugh. That's where oh. I remembered him from. But she says in the code Ed, which is a little Easter egg to his show Ed. I see. So uh, anyways, continuing on. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. We're talking about Legends. Where do we leave off? Oh, yeah. So um, Victor Garber's character is dying on Gideon. They make it to the Wave Runner. They get him uh, hooked up to medical. And then they realize that Caitlin, Caitlin's there. Caitlin Frost is there. And she realizes that um, if Martin dies, then Jax will die too. Because the only reason Martin hasn't died yet from his substantial gunshot wounds um, is because of his link to Jax. One thing we got to mention in Legends is the sound deletion of Metello because the Legends come and stop Kara from getting operated on. Adam saves the day. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. God, like I said, there was just so many things happening. Lots, I can't remember them lot. all. Yeah. So like, the Legends jam packed. The Legends come and let everybody out. It forces reverse flash. And it was great seeing tiny, tiny little Adam. And then he gets huge and punches Aobard, which is awesome because there's stuff in season two of Legends between Aobard and Adam. They have a history. Mm -hmm. So when you catch up to that, it's like, oh, that that was a huge payoff moment. Sweet. Uh, So then, was that the table? Yeah, that was my my No worries. It was like, whoa, what was that noise? Freaked me out. Uh, So they, the majority of the Legends, because like Ollie has got Overgirl with the thing on her throat. And uh, other, oh, what is it? Um, the Fuhrer. The Fuhrer is about That's to shoot Ollie. Felicity. Yeah. And they're like at this standoff, and of course, Reverse Flash comes and takes them away. Mm-hmm. And while that's happening, you had the side team from Arrow, which is Mr. Terrific, Black Canary, and Wild Dog. You had uh, Killer Frost, Vibe. I'm trying to get them all here. We had Firestorm. You had uh, Sarah Lance as White Canary, the Adam, and uh, what's up? Rory. 
I, I think Rory was in on that too at that point. Yeah. Um, but they're all hitting Metello with their like finishing move at the same time until he explodes, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention CW doing a really nice job of taking characters they kind of fucked up on CBS, Red Tornado, the Metello, Supergirl villains, and bringing them back into the universe, reintroducing them in a slightly different way. Yeah. Now they can be utilized later in the CW verse again, you know. Uh, so to move forward, they escape. We find out that Martin's dying. Uh, Jax is also dying. Uh, it's so basically what happens is um, they do the little reference to the vial of uh, potion that came, uh, that who made it? Wells and Wells Cisco. and Cisco. Yep. Yeah, they made them that that cure to separate them to, from being Firestorm. And Martin's like, just let me take it. Let me let me separate from you, and then when I die, you won't die. So he's like it, sacrificing himself for Jax and talking to him about how he was like the son he never had and all that stuff. It was extraordinarily sad. It was very sad. They draw they like they draw it out a lot. But you have to because he is. The, I know he's an important character. Well, but it, not only is he an important character, very much like Coulson was to the Avengers. He's the catalyst that makes that team operate on the next level. Right. That breaks what's going on on earth x and makes them be able to outsmart and defeat them because they're all so saddened by this moment that all they have is to focus they come and do together it for him. that's exactly. what brings them together correct i think black canary or not black canary um white canary sarah lance says for the professor before they go so you've got the whole team and it was awesome moment seeing them all lined up and walking Mm-hmm. towards superhero stuff and you know and then you have these awesome battles overgirl supergirl you've got uh dark arrow versus arrow on a police car the reverse flash flash fight scenes were amazing they were happening in the milliseconds between the fights yeah so like time was literally stopped and they were doing all these moves that yeah. just proving how fast they were which is crazy because it seems like this aobard is still faster than barry and barry is faster than he was in season one two and three combined well, not necessarily seeing as Barry pinned him at the end. That is true. Barry does pin him and lets and him go. And he was go. right about, he was like, had the vibrating hand and everything and was about to like ice his ass. Yeah. And then he just didn't do it because he's not a killer. Correct. They um, they soundly defeat Aobard. And they, then he's just like, just get out of here. Just leave. Now, how Overgirl and Dark Arrow are defeated is is very much tied together. Overgirl is outfighting Supergirl so much that the sun absorption happens and she becomes a supernova. Yeah, so she su- just straight up explodes. So Supergirl had to fly her into the, uh, in the, uh, in the outer, outer space. space. Um, hashtag stolen from the Avengers. It was it was absolutely Tony Stark all over again. <laughs> yeah. Flying the missile up, passing out, mm-hmm. falling to the ground. Like it was very much the same there. Beautiful homage probably, not necessarily stolen. She falls to Earth. And Citizen Steel catches her, and he's like, figured it would take the Man of Steel to catch the Girl of Steel. God, I love that line. It was like, <laughs> yes, good job, Nate uh, Hayworth. But uh, as soon as she goes, Dark Arrow's like, no, my wife. Mm-hmm. And he's he, like, I'm going to kill you. And before he can even draw his bow back. He just turns around and gets shot. Ollie straight up murks him. Yep. And he said, I'm going to kill you. He told him. Yeah. So, uh, and that's so that. Down goes the right. Then we have another little bit of a sad moment: the funeral of Martin Stein. 
Yeah, very drawn out uh, again. And then they had the scene where Jax had to go tell Martin's wife and daughter, and they all cried, and that was very Well, that sad. happened before the victory fight. Yeah, well. But, uh, again, building the, building the levity towards this team having to come together. Interesting to note that Martin took the potion, meaning he is closed down from the Firestorm Matrix. Jax still has it. Mm. Jack still has the Firestorm Matrix. Ronnie Raymond could still be alive somewhere. There are other True characters that. who have the Firestorm Matrix who are still alive somewhere. I feel like Jax is going to find a new bonding partner. Maybe. And uh, that's how they're going to... Because I don't think they're going to get rid of him from that show. He's too integral. And he's... I mean, the majority of Firestorm is him because he's the body. You know? Mm-hmm. I can't... I haven't been able to really look at him the same ever since we watched that movie. Attack the Block. Yeah. Because he's a Brit. Yeah, brav. Yeah, bruv. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that movie was awesome. So was awesome. Martin's funeral, very sad, very real. Uh, and then we wrap it up. Basically, this this whole crossover is two weddings and a funeral. Yeah, it really is two mm-hmm. weddings and a funeral. Uh, not really well, two marriages and a funeral because the one couple. Well, we had a wedding at the beginning of the crossover, and then we closed it out with Barry okay, and Iris. You're right. Finally, just exchanging vows. This was funny. If you want to go ahead and talk about it, uh, dig. Because we hadn't seen Dig the Diggle the entire crossover. True, he was back in uh, he was Star City. He was recuperating in Star City. He had just uh, taken over. Oh, I can't spoil that for you. You're yeah, not I'm up. not caught up on Arrow. Okay, so, I'm I'm a couple episodes behind on Arrow. So I won't tell you what he's been up to. But uh, one thing I will say is they're talking about like the mayor can marry people, right? And Ollie's like. Not if we're not in Star City. I'm not just the mayor wherever I go. You know, right. it just doesn't. And then, he, and he's like, "Oh wait, I think I know somebody who's still ordained." Yeah, which they reference back to when Diggs' brother shows up in the earlier seasons of Arrow. He married uh, his brother. Do you Carly. think that was kind of insensitive to no. ask him to do that, like to bring up the brother? Like, hey, you married your brother that you ended up getting. <laughs> but so much further down the road, and Diggle has been through so much more in this more recent season. That yeah. again. Okay, spoilers. So spoilers. So yeah, uh, Dig gets picked up by uh, Barry. Barry and from Star City. Barry, back to Barry runs all the way to Star City, grabs him super fast, brings him to uh, Central City, and then he, of course he throws up. Do you know how fast that happens? By the way, mm-hmm. according to Flash's speed, Mm-mm. so Star City is six hundred miles from Central City. He can go six hundred miles an hour, so he's there and back like. Two hours time, lightning fast. Hmm. It, it's it, or, they make it seem like it was it instantaneous. Might be, it, it might be even faster than that, actually. I don't know. Uh, so they ask uh, a very nauseous and disheveled dig if they will, if he can officiate the wedding of Barry and Iris. And he obliges. He's like, "Of course." Do y'all want to exchange vows? Barry just speaks from the heart, which I love. That's the kind of person I am. You don't write mm-hmm. your feelings down. You just fucking let it flow. That's that's the realest shit there, you know? I kind of, despite my, okay, despite what I said earlier about the romance being cheesy and about it being too much and petty and all that, I did really like Iris's vows. I liked that. I thought it was sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she talks about this ballet dance when she was a kid. She got nervous, forgot the routine, burying her go up, and they kill it together. Mm-hmm. And she knows that with anything, if anything is coming her way with Barry Allen, that she can overcome it. Yeah, she and, can do anything with and him at her side. And that their, their love is so real. And before they can get married, they're interrupted yet again, this time not by Nazis, but by Felicity. 
Mm-hmm. Who, after the complaining about Oliver wanting to marry her all all episode or this, all crossover, the whole crossover, yeah, uh, it, it it was the thing about how they were separated and everything got put into perspective for her. And she right. and, and the one thing I loved about them was like Diggs, like, do you guys want to exchange vows? And they're like, we we can't top them. Like we're yeah, not even so going to try. So Felicity just proposes to Oliver on the spot during their wedding ceremony. And he says yes. Yeah. And then. So it was a double wedding. Dig marries them all. I wasn't expecting that, by no, the way. No, same. That was the one thing I will say that wasn't predictable about this crossover, despite the many things that were. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I liked it. It was a good way to, to end it. Okay. Well, I've got to ask the question of questions. We're now at the end. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the whole crossover crisis on Earth X. Personally, to me, I think it's the best crossover they've done. I think it was well-constructed. Like you said, it was one fluid thing. It didn't dissipate and go, this is one episode of one show. This is one episode of a different show. Like There weren't even right. opening titles for the different shows. It was the Crisis on Earth X intro mm-hmm. for every show. Yeah, it was one loved thing. It. I loved it. I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it could have been better. Um I thought at times it was a little predictable. I was getting a little over it, but okay. all in all, I really enjoyed it. Well, I thought it was good. I agree. I really enjoyed it as well. And I feel like a lot of these shows are like some of the best shows that we're watching right now. Like The Flash is one of the best shows that is on TV right now, in my opinion. Hands down. I and think it's so good. It's got a lot of heart to it. It's That's one of the things I love about it the most is that it's more lighthearted than something like Arrow. Yeah, and Arrow's tried to take a step back to being a little more lighthearted this season. Season six was, or season five was very intense. With well, the... I'm just, I just came out, of, I just binge watched the last season of Arrow, mm-hmm. and I started watching the first season of the current season that's on right now. So I'm a little behind, but I can already tell the the, the direction that they're going, and it's different. Yeah, it's definitely. And they need, they needed to. Absolutely. And I love now that Oliver and Felicity are married. Yes, that makes me happy. I've been waiting so long. Yeah, and we have Iris West Allen now officially. So the byline and the yeah. newspaper. Paper is officially coming true. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And how cool was it to see uh, Aobard back in that little uh, uh, secret room back oh, in Star Labs? Oh man, he went to his uh, the vault. He was in the. It was crazy to see him back in the vault. I was just like, oh my god, is he going to go open it and get the old suit out too? Because mm. I think it's still maybe there. I don't know because they used it in season two. If you'll remember, um, Earth Two Wells uses it to convince Gorilla Grodd not to freak out. Remember, mm-hmm. he puts the reverse flashes gear on and is playing like he's him, but he's not. Oh, that just reminded me of the Gorilla Grodd from the new uh, Batman Ninja trailer. Yeah, that, that was crazy to dope. see. Yeah, that was crazy to see that he was in that. Um, a wide array of villains for that Deathstroke included. I mean, it's been a lot of DC today. Lots of DC today. We did an episode of Foodies today. Watched a crazy thriller movie. Man, we've had a long day. It's been a long hawking day. Uh, but I, it was enjoyable. We did a lot of. We watched a lot of stuff. It was good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've come to the end of this episode of Journey into Comics. Mm-hmm. Be well. Thanks for having me. Always, always love having you on the show. Uh, as always, folks, check us out on all the different social media sites for Journey into Comics. You can get us on Facebook at Journey into Comics Podcast, Instagram at Journey into Comics. You can get us on Twitter at JIC Network. 
check out everything on the Journey to Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com or go to the patreon.com backslash journey to comics for early access. You only have to give us a dollar a month. It's one dollar, folks, for a whole month. You get all early access to the episodes. As soon as we're done recording them, they go directly onto the interwebs for your enjoyment. You don't have to wait till the release day. Sometimes, like tonight, the Patreon early access doesn't really count because it's so close to when it's going to come out because right. of the way things kind of got scheduling, pushed around. Scheduling. But for the most part, you can almost always ensure you're going to get some of the episodes up to a week in advance. Some of these shows are two weeks early, and we actually are backlogging and waiting to release episodes. Plus, mm-hmm. there's exclusive content for $3. Give us 3 bucks a month. There's exclusive content, exclusive episodes. We're only doing on Patreon. You cannot find them on thejourneyintocomics.com. Also, if you're going to be checking out Journey into Comics, it probably means you're going to be checking us out on one of the different podcasting apps, whether it's iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or Podbean, or Overcast, or whatever you're listening to us on. We don't mind. We like your subscriptions. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes as it helps us to look awesome. I think that's going to do it, V. Was there anything else you wanted to add this week? No, I think you covered it. Okay, World War Hulk 2. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about that, but you're excited. I'm excited. I like World War Hulk. I read that. I've got that. It's pretty good. I'm going to have to break that out. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it. Maybe I'll read it while I'm Yeah, because you said you didn't didn't read World War Hulk. No, I haven't read World War Hulk yet, and I really wanted to, and it's just something that I've never got around to. Yeah, it was good. I'm excited for World War Hulk, too. Yeah, sometimes those sequels can be sucky. Since since the birth of my little child, I have a little son, he... um, really likes Hulk smash. So I've been appreciating uh, Bruce Banner's storyline a little bit more lately. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, V, I want to thank you so much for coming on to this week's episode of Journey no to Comics, problem. being my co-host. want to thank Brando and Mike for sending in their uh, Game Addicts little extra clip for the show mm-hmm. that we can, uh, that we you know heard earlier in the episode. I think that's going to do it for this week of Journey into Comics. I'm Nate. I'm Veronica. And just keep filling your brains with shit. We'll check you guys later.